and welcome back to Traveler's Tales uh, at last. Meh. That was a good one. Meh, meh, Thank meh, you. Meg Megalvonia. We're, Megalvonia. <laughs> we're so glad to be back in Traveler's Tales. We know it's been a very, very long time, but we're back. We hope you missed us. We hope you're happy to have us back. Before we jump in to tonight's episode, we've got a couple of announcements. Tonight's episode. Oh. It's tonight's we're on a we're on a tonight show. We're on a like a oh, yeah. Day it's show. it's evening. Don't touch dice god. So a couple of important announcements before we begin. Um, we have got some pretty interesting stuff coming up for you in the future. Uh, this whole absence thing probably should not happen again. We are going to continue going through um, Steel Hammer. And we've also got some interesting one-shots for you. One happens to be the conclusive story of Gruldriak. In case you don't remember, Gruldriak was last seen sailing into nowhere looking for answers about his patron. Well, a one-shot should be coming not too far in the future that seeks to answer some of those questions, but also pose a lot more new questions. As well, we are going. We are happy to announce that we are going to be doing a Gods Must Be Crazy Part Two. I think we've mentioned as it. everyone's been requested. As yes, by popular demand. I think we've, I think we've mentioned <laughs> All a couple of our times. Fans. I think we've mentioned it a couple times here. But Gods Must Be Crazy is by far our most popular episode, next to the very first episode of our podcast, and so we want to bring it back to you. Um, no definitive itinerary on it yet. It should be coming near the end of Steel Hammer, but we're going to have the whole gang here, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so we hope you can join us for that. And lastly, we are hoping to have a sort of Q&A session right at the end of everything that wraps up all we've been doing. I'm going to ask, ask some questions to the whole group that have been posed by some uh, fans and some friends of mine who have asked about the podcast, and we're just going to kind of talk about our feelings for Traveler's Tales before giving it the send-off it well deserves. Yeah, and we're going to go through our subreddit and... We don't have a subreddit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. I guess Tumblr page. One that we have made. We, we, we tried to make a Twitter account. It didn't work out so well. Uh, we can no longer access it because Lake forgot his password. <laughs> if, but, we can, if we can make our way up the MySpace friends list, we're doing something. <laughs> but... Um, but... <laughs> After all those announcements, unless there's anything else you guys have to say, we shall get back into the game. Now, back to the uh, game. Although, one, one important thing to answer. <laughs> Is it okay if we play until four, or do you have to leave earlier? Um, uh, I have to leave earlier. How oh, early do you have to leave? Uh, at three. I can probably push it to three fifty. Okay. Okay, yeah, so I have work at 4.30. I know, so, so would that be too early? Well, I mean, actually, you know what? Let me just type it into Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, that works. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a life. Neither do I. Actually, so, wait, no, I have a life. Uh, yeah, that's 13 minutes. I can, I can do till 4. Okay. Um, so, we'll stay until around 4. Have four. But. Have, we'll just have to disappear. <laughs> Let's get down to business. Also, I've come to a astounding conclusion that I'm stronger than Dice God. Yeah, yeah. In the problem is he's got luck on his side. That is true. But yeah, I'll show you his character sheet later. But I'm looking at his character sheet. Let's get, let's get, let's draw back into the world of Traveler's Tales. In case you don't remember from our last episode, because it has been a while. 
the party was traveling to Central Dale from the city of, uh, I believe, was it Hagen? No, it was Tamworth. Uh, they went from Merticula. I'm saying a lot of words. They went, from, <laughs> they went from the city of Merticula all the way. They were intending to go to Central Dale because they were told that Archimedes, the evil man they've been pursuing this whole time, would be holed up in some kind of cultist base nearby. Let's kill him. They encountered several things along their way, a few trials and tribulations, including Victor passing by his hometown on a shortcut through mountains and some reminiscing on the past, as well as having fun with made-up gods. But... Made-up? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm very devout. But the party, about a week away from... About a week away from Central Dale, the party stopped in just a simple town, and were ambushed by a demon. He's very angry. Multiple demons. It's both new and recurring enemies. Two assassins targeted both Oro and Victor, these sort of masked, hooded assassins with swords. And this recurring enemy, this giant, demonic humanoid creature clad in hundreds of pounds of metal armor, grabbed Tex and threw her out the window, and the three of them engaged in a scuffle wherein the assassins were killed and Tex was pretty wounded by the knight, but she managed to get away. It seemed like things were turning in the resistance's favor. They were planning to cast a fireball on the knight and get things uh, kind of overturned onto him, but <laughs> in kind of into Kobe Bryant with a fruit stand. In kind of an unexpected move, he grabbed this massive fruit cart from the street and threw it at the party, knocking out Victor and Tex, and narrowly missing Oro, and then right after that, mysteriously, he just vanished, teleported out of thin air. Bazinga. Shabingus. <laughs> so, what we were left with was two unconscious party members and Oro standing there, invisible, very, very confused. What? So, uh, I'm gonna kind of run, I'm gonna kind of glaze over what happens within the next hour or so. Oro. Obviously, a bunch of people wake up. It's the middle of the night, and a bunch of people are just, like, freaking out. What just happened? Half of the tavern is destroyed. We're all naked. Two people are... Bloody. <laughs> two, two people are unconscious. Well, There's a bunch of destruction everywhere, and you just kind of appear out of nowhere. I do not appear. You do not appear. No. Stay. No. Okay. No. You, you stay... Unappears. You stay invisible. I very uh, much not appeared. You, you observe that uh, after about 10-15 minutes of people just kind of dithering around, wondering what's going on, eventually I the bodies... I should probably go I would, CPR yeah, my friends. I would well, yeah, the, what, what, what's happening is uh, some people go into the wreckage of the tavern and they retrieve all four bodies, <coughs> both Victor and Tex as well as the two assassins. Um, would be. And, yeah, would be assassins. And they're all kind of dragged to a medicine... Uh, a medicine man shop. Do you follow, or do you just wait, wait outside? Uh, no, I'll follow because I'm still invincible. Okay, so you kind of slip inside, <laughs> and eventually you you find yourself within what appears to be kind of a uh, apothecary I room. I want to slit the assassin's throat. They're already dead. One of them you stab through the neck with a rapier. The other one has a massive gash across his chest. Good to know. They're both very much dead. Oh, what? did I kill that one with the, with the, the magic sword? Tex, yeah. Tex killed him, yeah. Oh. But um, as you kind of just like uh, observe what's going on, the bodies are dragged into this apothecary's room. You see there's kind of a, a woman with 
long, mousy brown hair, big glasses and a kind of a weird underbite, um, wearing brown robes, just sort of working on a bunch of um, alchemical potions, herbs, and stuff like that. What's your question? Can I roll investigation to try and find some poison in here? Give me a minute to describe it first, and then yes. But um, it's a, it's a fairly cramped room, and it's made even more cramped what by a bunch of like <laughs> herbs, spices, fruits, and vegetables that kind of hanging on ceilings or on the floor. Uh, the two assassin bodies are kind of deposited in the corner because they're obviously dead. Uh, Victor is laid out on a long uh, table with some uh, various components on it, and Tex is sort of like uh, slumped up against the wall. Wow. And she resuscitates each of them uh, by kind of smelling salts, and you two, uh, after... <laughs> That's the noise I make. Wake up. <laughs> I'm just laying down, and she starts waving it, and I just sit up extremely fast and, and go... Also, I was looking Hello. at the wrong Oro. I have 117 gold pieces. Okay, that's what I thought. Thank you. So, you two are, um, you two have been kind of bandaged up through each at, like, sort of around 15, 20 hit points. Not feeling good, but alive and That's well. Better. Uh, and you are awakened to many, many smells and multiple different colors in this small apothecary's room. The woman kind of, oh, oh, thank goodness, I was thinking you weren't gonna make it. Uh, <clears throat> are you alright? How are you feeling? What do you remember? Bad. The 21st night of September? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm sorry. My god, he's delirious. I'm just... I, I... Sorry, my mind was just a little cloudy. We, uh, um... Do, do you recognize us? Um... Uh, well, us. I'm not sure about us. Uh... What do you need? I am Tex. If you've heard the name. Oh, but... That <laughs> has to make it. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. No, you're the resistance folks, aren't you? Yes. Um, oh. Well, that explains a lot. We still have enemies. Um, this is what I'm going to say about Aye. Well, it's, well, if you had known you were being pursued by well, things that could do so much damage. We did not, no. Uh, we were, uh, we found it very quickly. They found us. Oro is still just standing there. Oh, yeah, I'm just... They found us. Waiting. They, they... They... We... They... I got... They threw a big thing and then it hit me and... She she goes over to the desk and like grabs a small flask of like uh, brown seeds and says, uh, eat, Chew on some of these, it might help you feel better. Uh, I... No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just <laughs> downing. Not, it's, okay. <laughs> Would that have been considered a, a long rest? Uh, no. A short rest. It's only been like an hour. Oh, okay. And you almost died. Wow, I feel so <laughs> awake and alive. <laughs> so, no, 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 you guys you are, still feel... You are stable, you are no longer bleeding to death. Yeah, you guys no, still feel pretty well, terrible. That's your improvement. You've been, pat you've been, like, patched together with duct tapes where you won't I fall apart. There's only one thing I know to do in a time like this. I take out the D20. <laughs> no, come okay, on. I, 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 I'm gonna reach no. down and grab it before it drops on the ground. Yes. Uh, Does that even count? Can that, like, happen? Yeah, no, it has to roll. 
Okay, okay. But I mean, technically, it's rolling in mid-air. It, exactly. But it has to stop it, on yeah, a number. It, it, it exactly. Has to, it has so table rules. Okay. It has to land on a solid surface. That's when it's in the magic. Has You're to leaned up against the wall. I'm also. You can't stop me. I'm, are you? Also, you can't stop me. I'm the peak me. of physical fitness. What are you talking about? Yeah, but you're also cut up. I'm gonna use this pink uh, so one. This pink, or actually, is that here? Yeah, I'll use this green. Get the I have like out of half of my health in my damage state. Oh shit! What did you get? Four. Oh, no. Wait, okay, can I roll to grab that? Um. Okay. Go ahead and make uh, a de- dex. I guess. I, I was gonna ask. say. I guess it'll be a dex check. Nat one. Well, I mean, no, go one. really, really Nat fast. One. Please get like a twenty. <laughs> oh. What is that? A three? Uh, well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. This is good news. You rolled a four before. You oh, climb morph into, into a quipper. Oh. You climb off into a fish. Okay. Oros, Dex, you've seen this happen before. Oro, all of a sudden, Victor rolls a die and then turns into a small fish. What in the? Wait, Tex, where'd you go? Tex picks up the dice, puts it in her. Uh, no, no, no! I snatch it. And, uh, wait, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Put it we, where? We, we don't want them to be confused. Put it where? Anymore. I'm, I'm wait, watching. Wait, she like grabs the fish. She's like, wait, what happened? But it's going. Please put the fish back in the water. Um, uh, uh, she like goes over to like a sink and like fills up. She dump you dumped in a very small cup of water. I pickpocket text with the die. Oh boy. Alright. We're it's been two months and we're already getting back to shenanigans, aren't we? Twenty-eight! I do not notice. Yeah, no, she doesn't notice. You get advantage, by the way, but <laughs> one. <laughs> that one doesn't matter. That one doesn't matter. Uh, so you you I'm now have the strange D twenty. Despite that you've only seen it rolled like twice. <laughs> I, I want it. It looks very nice. It's like also a really investigation for poison. Okay, go ahead and make an investigation check. Yo. Eleven. <laughs> it mostly just looks like kind of innocuous alchemical components. Yeah, they don't have a light bulb for whatever I'm reason. Gonna, I'm gonna just, cast spells as a fish. No. I'm just gonna go find the most interesting looking You will. Uh, it'll take about one day for you to get dispelled or if someone ever cast a spell on you. Magic you fish. <laughs> magic fish. What's magic okay. What type of... Where it did is, the elf go? Uh, he's been cursed. Um, I will not explain how, because that will be... Spell magic? That will take too long. And I have used mm, most of not all of my spells. This elf is This is his curse. I am the curse. Every flute full moon, oh, <laughs> he boy. turns into a fish. I like your okay, energy. Actually, but let's try to focus a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah, so um, he's been cursed. I will help him in a moment. Um, okay. You people are full of surprises. Yes, uh, that is correct. Um, yes, we will try to get out of here, here as quickly as possible. Um, we're just going to need to get some supplies since many of ours have been destroyed. Um, oh yeah. All right. Oh, actually, um, I think they have a chest with some of the stuff that they uh, recovered from the the oh. wreckage. Uh, it, it should be. Um, I think the constable's got it or something. I will actually. You know, I. We'll be back to uh, fix him. Uh, and then, uh, do I just? You just keep him in the sink. I will give you like some extra gold for the housing. Um, uh, okay. And then text leaves. Okay. You you <coughs> because leave. You as soon as you stand up, you kind of feel like you want to puke. I'm just following. Fibs. Yeah. Oro Oro follows. Fish. M Fibs. Fish Victor <laughs> is much easier Fister. to deal with than Fister. actually. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Come on. So yeah, text text please goes to the uh, the constable. Become fish. Okay, so. We turn. <laughs> Rocks fall, entire party dies. <laughs> Where's Matt Mercer when Go he back, I want to be fish. <laughs> Sorry, oh god, this is off to such a good start. Oh, it's been too long. No, it has been too long. <laughs> <laughs> we did back in the swing of things, have patience. Yeah, we, we do, it's been a while. <clears throat> so, you go to the, the constable. Yes. Uh, not too hard to find, you kind of ask around, and the constable is... <clears throat> he's actually near the wreckage, he's talking with some of the, uh, talking with some of the people, uh, some of their sheriffs. He's um, a dwarf, he's got... Uh, like heavy leather armor on, big blonde beard, very very like thinning hair. You, you know, like that uh, hairstyle of like spider webs combed across the top of the head, <coughs> or like like really thin well, strands like, across like, the top. A comb yeah. over, but bad. Yeah, like like thinning. Well, like like, like, um, like, like braids. Jared Leto in in when he was the Joker. But in like Suicide Squad, but like really I, yeah, bad. Kinda, but, yeah. like, but like really thin. I guess a little bit. But and he has um uh, a big mace at his side. He respectable. So who did? You do? <clears throat> um, hello, can I help you? I was um, uh, I was one of the others at that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just walking and, like, and alive. <laughs> but um, you're like limping. <laughs> I assume you're looking for your stuff, eh? Uh, that would, uh, yes. You should have brought me in a bucket. He kind of uh, reaches into like a, a deep pocket in his pants and pulls out a, a brown red key, a metal key, kind of copper. Why is the key brown? It's it's copper. <laughs> brown is red. It's copper. Um, I it's uh, just just go to the uh, go to the jail for the there. Like tarnished. Tarnished. <laughs> Anyway, you go to the it takes text takes the key to right. the pr prisoner. You go to the prison. Um, the guards kind of wave you back. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, you're I just the key. one. Of, you're one of those people, and you get your stuff back as well as you can grab any of Victor's stuff that was lost." I I keep, no items. I keep his stuff there. <laughs> I mean, he had most of his stuff on him. Really, all that was lost was the staff of thunder and lightning, and maybe uh, like a few money here and there. Okay, I grab the money. Uh, <laughs> grab the staff. Yeah. Okay, I grab all of it. Okay. Uh, and then all of your stuff is gone. You just grab the money. All, stuff. My, all my stuff is still on my person. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, Victor, you are kind of just swimming around. You have no idea what's going on. Your intelligence is one. Yeah, fish. And fish. Yeah, you're. You're. I mean, if, if you could be, if you could be uh, confused like a human could, you would. But right now, you're just kind of like, I'm a fish. Okay. Fish. So, uh, fish that's never <clears throat> exactly. Fish never have to worry about anything. They just are fish. Swim up current. Yeah, that's the most stressful too. thing a fish has to deal with. And also Lay eggs. Get eaten by a larger fish. Yeah, well, I'm not, not when I am in fish in bucket. Fair enough. <laughs> bucket. So, fresh. do you do anything uh, else, or um, just go back? Bucket. Yeah, I probably. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to find. Where would I even find a place? Um, Fish biscuits. What are we looking for? Uh, I'm trying to find a place to change to my armor, since I don't want to just strip down in the middle of the street. Mm. Right. Um, well, I mean, yeah, you're yeah, in your I, 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 you're in your nineties right now. Yeah, I head back to the hospital or the 
the, the Valkyries follow. Gary. All right. Uh, as you walk back in, you see that uh, she is kind of like uh, trying to hoist up one of the assassins' bodies onto the table and like, oh, welcome. What's up with that? I knew I got it. I'm just going to do some uh, some autopsy. Oh, that is fine with me. They're odd creatures. What do you want to do? Hear me out on this one. I really don't like the assassin because he beat me at my own game, right? I guess in a way. It's well, like okay, some, it's it's like some karate master that got, that got snuck up on. Like, it's irking me right it's now. It's like Lord Shaxi got that snuck up on. I got snuck up on. Like, that's my job, so it's irking me. He's also dead. While the autopsy lady isn't looking, I'm going to cut off an ear. Um, and save it as a trophy. She is currently doing an autopsy, so it's a little bit. Yeah, but I have a plus 13 to slight hand. Okay. Yeah, make a slight hand. Okay, okay. Make a straight roll because you are invisible, but she is looking directly at the body. Okay. So you need. I mean, mean, she's probably more focused on the 22. 22. All right, it's it's the one with uh, the stab through his neck. That's the one she's got right now. Uh oh, then that's. (laughs) And as well, the assassins are wearing hoods and masks. It's fine. You, you just like slip your hand in there with a knife and like. Exactly. All right. I guess we're. Wait a minute. Hold on. Do I have the spell mage hand? That's no. Not gonna I'm not a psi knife. Oh, wait. You You are a psi knife, but I don't think you get mage hand. You are. No, a, I'm not a psi. You are essentially oh, already a mage hand. You are invisible. Nature. Yeah. So you, I will say, you can get. You you carve off a little bit more of like. Skin and hair than you than you would want to because you're kind of just like it's like a it's like a filthy trophy because I'm trying to cut it off like this yeah <laughs> but as as you them. grab it so as you grab <laughs> twenty four as, as you <laughs> grab this ear right you notice something odd about it it's not a human ear it's red and it's pointed goddamn tieflings and I stash it in my pouch Satan 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 so just Satan. well there are no horns on the creature yeah I'm not surprised it's like demons or imps. Other than that, I'm still follow. <clears throat> well, uh, if you need anything else, come to me. And she like takes the bucket and hands it to you. Um, you can tap the bucket. I can get to you. And um, depending on how long we stay here, uh, <laughs> you know, okay. When do you think that you'd be able to finish with the autopsy? Um, it's probably gonna take me a few days. And let's be honest. I don't know if we can handle any more if you hang around here. No, but actually, uh, give me one moment. Uh, and Texas will steal it back and uh, pulls out uh, another um, setting stuff. Okay. And she hands it to her and goes, I have, a th- I have a feeling that we are going to have to deal with more of those. Um, so any knowledge that we can get would be very much appreciated. Uh, you want me to um, tell you about the autopsy? Uh, absolutely. Okay, because I can do that. I would just this have nothing to do with though. Uh, that is how. Uh, and then I just pull out my own and like show me speaking into it, and then it just sort of oh, it, it, it does the um the, 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 the wine thing when two microphones are yeah, too close together. Yeah, feedback loop. Exactly. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. I get it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess I could do that. She puts it in a pocket. Yeah, that makes sense. You're just talking to the rock. Talk, talk, <laughs> yeah. talk to the rock, bro. People, yeah. Look. People almost died from an undead invasion. Nothing happens <laughs> to a rock is like the least strange yeah, thing of the week. Not a lot phases people anymore. Here, have this rock. <laughs> it uses Verizon. So, <laughs> Verizon rock. If, 
there's nothing else for you guys to do, do you guys just kind of... Uh, yeah, so Tex leaves with the bucket. I'm just along um, for the ride. I'm not gonna help her. Okay. I'm just letting them presume that I, like, died or something. <laughs> you're still okay. I am still invisible. I will say that your cloak doesn't last longer than a day. Okay, that's fine. It'll have to, like, recharge. <laughs> It'll just have to sleep somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just, no, no, they'll just fall asleep alone in the camp and then wake up, like, look, and then I'm just lying right next to him. <laughs> like, hi. Oh, yeah. Um, but is there anything else you want to do, or could we time skip to say, you rest and move on? Yeah, and I don't, I unfish. Yeah, you'll, un in, in, like, time the, skip. In the middle I of the night. Visible when he unfishes. In the middle of the night, uh, like, next day, you just kind of... Also, now that I could have definitely uncursed you, I just chose that to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. Okay, good. You continue on your way. Um, there's not really anything else that happens on your travel. You're, again, you're only about a week away. Uh, as time goes on, you notice that the, the days start getting a little bit shorter and the weather starts getting colder as it begins to transition out of summer and into fall. You're still in kind of late summer by this point, but it is the... <clears throat> Uh, it is, let me check the date real quick, um, it is currently, once you arrive in, uh, Central Dale, it will be the 4th, second. no, it will be the 4th of Fromius, which, uh, is about two weeks away from the end of summer and the beginning of fall, is, so, is this, uh, this month named after someone named Fromius? Uh, no, this month... It's the calendar was created by a man named Dimitri Fremont at the very end of the Dragon Age ah. to serve as a way of keeping time for the world in general after everything had been shattered. Um, he took the day of his birth and basically said, this is the first of the year. Every That's uh, pretty narcissistic. Well, he just based it on what he did. Some people think of it differently. Um, he, he was kind of the Leonardo da Vinci of this world. And uh, he basically continued... Uh, to make those kinds of things. It got more popular after his death, and thus the month support. I can tell you about them later. We don't need to do a whole lore drop right we now. We can do it on the Q&A. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But, you all arrive in okay. Central Dale. Could we talk a little bit before we... Oh yeah, no, go ahead. Did anything? All right. We'll say you're, um, this is like your last day. You're just starting to crest over into Central Dale. Riding on your horses. So, have we... Have we figured out... Who sent the assassins? No. Because yeah, like, no. there are two no. main entities that could have done it. Father slash king or Black Steel Agent. Or an another third party that has suddenly started to hate us. Well, whilst my father is a very dangerous person, he is not really talented in other magics. I suspect this is some kind of I curse. mean, these are, these are entities that only only work with deific or unholy entities. Yes. So obviously someone here is making some sort of commune or pact with some sort of maleficent entity. I don't follow. Someone has made a pact with an evil being, yes. I believe. Ah to summon things that are hunting us down. I see. So that would be someone that... Uh, and if you're saying it's not... Well, I mean, would your father, father not be uh, 
someone with enough power to do such a thing? That is a different story, but I firmly believe that he's too much of a coward to do that. After we strolled up and beat him after death, I don't suppose he's itching for another fight. Very, very well. Then I guess that leaves one logical option. Yes. Archimedes. Well, just more of a reason to uh, go beat his ass. Yeah, but yeah, also more of a reason of why it's going to be a lot harder. That is true. If I'm right. Yes. Do we have any way to uh, prepare for that? Uh, By lots of salt and holy water. Yeah, oh. you're the holy one. I you mean, how, that? how do we prepare for this? <laughs> what, <laughs> you know, strangely enough, do we need a baptism? Uh, I didn't have to deal with this. Uh, Guterak was the one. Uh, I was sort of just like the one that punched and healed people. Um, it, one of you still has the book, correct? Uh, the which book? The one that uh, the encyclopedia. No. Are you talking about a historical tome? Yes. Oh, Victor, yeah. Victor has yes, that. Of he, has a, he has a historical tome. Always. Do, do you think you could maybe read Actually, up on uh, what we found? If there is anything in there. Okay. Um, I give an ear to uh, show him the ear as well as <laughs> for him to try and find something. Do I, do I, do I make it with advantage or...? Make a history check? With advantage? Yeah. What exactly are you historizing? Looking his. That's a good question. What am I historizing? Because um, yeah, looking this, back at like, recent history for demon attacks. Uh, I don't think it's like the news. I think it would be recent history. Yeah, this history. It's it's mostly historical tome. It also has some kind of monster manual esque parts to it, but mostly it's Just about history and geography. I'd probably try and be find looking at things with pacts on demons. Pacts with demons. Okay, then go ahead and make a make a check with advantage. <laughs> yeah, seventeen plus uh, history five twenty two. Nice. So, generally, packs with demons are reserved for cultists and warlocks. Um, it's definitely been done since the beginning of time, since humans, since hu- humanity existed. Uh, people have been making packs with. Uh, higher entities. It depends on the kind of person doing it, as well as where or what the entity is. Certain uh, entities that are not demons, like, say, Gonadar, for instance, uh, is kind of like an aberration entity, not dissimilar to someone like Cthulhu. Most of their patrons are very secluded, and they stay very hidden. Whereas patrons of things like Zariel or Baphomet are very, um, yeah, they're very, very prophetic, you know, almost bestial in their worship. So it really depends on the situation, but demon worship is probably all over the place. There are probably multiple instances of undocumented cases um, that have been either dealt with over the years or just noted. Really, the only ones that have mattered are or been documented are really, really big ones. So, something in terms of the Black Steel Legion Archimedes, you can't find anything on that. Okay. Ah, well, uh, that was less useful than I expected. All right, well, let's Let's travel on. So as you enter 
Central Dale. It's been a little while. The weather is gray, but it's not a, a dreary gray. It's kind of like a comfortable coolness in the air. Um, it smells like rain, but it hasn't Seattle. rained yet. Is this where Lord Farquaad was? Uh, Lord King Richard Warwick. Yeah, Lord Farquaad. <laughs> Richard Warwick! No, he's in Eastdale. You're oh, in Westdale. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought we were in Central Dale. Central Dale. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Central Dale is a city in Westdale. Look, 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 at, look, at, the map. I mean, look at the map. Look at the map. It kind of makes sense, though, if you're being, like, if we're being straight up... Arosity, Arosity is the capital city of Eastdale. You got me there. Look, New York City is the capital of New York. What do you want from me? <laughs> okay, this is I'm coming right. for that name. <laughs> this is something that would happen in real life if we're gonna be honest. True, exactly. What What's the difference between West Virginia and Virginia? <laughs> It would, be like, it would be like South Dakota being a town in North Dakota. It doesn't make sense. Why is Virginia the original, but West Virginia Look, is I the built West this world. Virginia. Look, think of it like the real world. Not everything will make sense to you. I I I love that. That is so funny. But okay. So well, originally, it's funny because originally Westdale was East and East. Yeah, was I, West. I mixed it around by accident. I had to correct it. Oh crap. Okay, so we are away from. Yes, you, um, funny thing is, Joe, you were here when we introduced the council who rules this place, but you weren't playing, you were observing all the way back. Oh, the Mr. Tortle I, I do not remember. Mr. Tortle Man. <laughs> but we got our old friend. The point, the, the point is, you enter Central Dale, again, I described the weather. The town is, or the city is full. It's a healthy city. You see many people moving throughout. A lot of people say hi to you. They're like, hey, it's the resistance. Hey, no zombies. Yeah, there's no zombies, no one dead. It's nice to see such a, a bustling, large city. And Sylvan's tree is still there. It's been a while. And in fact, Victor is really the only one who truly understands what Sylvan's tree means. All of you, Tex, you know that you kind of filled the shoes of Sylvan. And Oro, you've heard plenty of tales and legends Lord. about uh, Sildan the Wise Lord. who died in combat, but Victor really is the only one who knows what it means. The tree itself is still young, but it's it's larger than when you last saw it. Uh, its trunk is about as big as a man's leg, it's reached a height of about 15 feet, no doubt helped by um, certain druids over the years. You see there are small shrubs and vines growing around its base, and there are multiple instances of memorabilia. There's flowers, there's paintings of Sildan. Wait, am I essentially like a saint? Sildan? Yeah. Uh, he, he was kind of viewed More as like a, a martyr. That's what I was going to okay. say. He was kind of a martyr. Gotcha. Uh, and Sagor's sword is still there. It hasn't budged at all since he planted it in the dirt. And yeah, people... Here, good luck getting that one out, idiots. Yeah. It, and <laughs> Silly dum-dums. The, the, uh, the tree still looks healthy. People, you see, admire it. And... Yeah, you have whatever you want to do. I cast Blight. No, do you want, no! <laughs> I just killed the tree. No! It's the Watchmen scene, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Time to finish that duel. I, 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 wanna, I want to um, remind you guys, if you don't remember, that uh, the Game Master, Anduril, sent you to find a man named... Uh, Markham Rogel in the city to help you out Thank with you the, the Markham what? Huh? Markham Rogel. Um, I am going to use my tingly rogue senses to find the uh, shadiest part of the town, which just Where happened all... to be a similar to similar to the sense of a certain arachnid themed 
themed man. Tingly sense. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, while you're doing that, what are Tex and Victor doing? Following me and trying not to look like prissy boys. I'm gonna try to turn into a fish again. She's manlier than most men. I think I'm gonna turn into a fish again. You've just done it so often. I just polymorph myself. No. You just know. You just enjoyed it so much the first time. <laughs> I mean, no worries as fish. Okay, so. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't have a spell to locate people. Which you would think after the amount of people we've had, had to, to find, you would eventually would learn a spell for that. Maybe we should go see if uh, there's any stores that have a spell for that. I'm I'm just late. I'm already. So long. How do you, can paladin switch their spells or are they stuck with those? Paladin, yes, you can switch your spells. You can prepare every every uh, every morning or long rest. Long rest. Right. So it's like boy. long rest. I will learn hyperbeam. Want to go by the? Um, <laughs> we can go by the magic shop and also prepare ourselves by buying some holy items that can help uh, okay, us. So, so I can look at an object, given some time. Uh, Do we know of anything that We need to find a person. Okay, but maybe an object that is attached to That is on their person. No. Are you saying we should go all the way back so that we can ask? <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been object. fun. <laughs> no, we, we have encountered him before. Marco this, Rogo? You didn't no, know. No. You do not know this person. Oh, that dude. Never mind. Never mind. That fits. Okay, maybe the object spell isn't that good of an idea. So, I think well, we should go by the magic store because that way we can also buy any holy items that might help us. Because now that we kind of have a better idea of what kind of threat we're facing. That is true. So, you want to find a magic shop as you do? As normally. Uh, yeah. As so, progression dictates. <clears throat> um. Or are you are you not following them? No, gonna find a I'm using rogue senses. No, obviously not. Okay, to so go find crime. Yeah, Victor. Yeah, it's to do investigation or, or perception. Yes, investigation. Both. I did. Well, you know, Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, and what did you get? Uh, they get like a charisma check. I'll say. Go to the Eleven. No. Twelve. Okay. So we'll handle you first because Pat's using the restroom. Um, it's not, I mean, this town is actually pretty squeaky clean. Uh, you take it that this was one of the more fortified towns during the crisis, and it really looks like, yeah, there are shady parts, yeah, there are, like, homeless people or grungy areas, but while you generally could find yourself in the quote-unquote slums, they're really not that bad based on what you've seen. It, it, it'd kind of just be like, you know, most people still have teeth, most people still have a full set of clothing. The, sh the streets are decently well paved. Um, but it it's still, you know, a shady part of town if you really want to call it that. So what do you want to yeah. do there? Um, I need to start asking around, seeing if anyone knows who this is. Knows, uh, okay. I'm uh, buying information. Make another charisma check. 21. Alright, so it's not hard to figure out. Um, Markham Rogel, uh, you learn, is the captain of the guard in this city. He is like the chief of all the guards and knights in this city. He's pretty much the head honcho, and his his house is near the council circle. Whoever gave me that information, I'll pay him in two gold, one for the info and one to forget they saw me. He's like a halfling with uh, what, with like an eye patch, and you just like Winks. He lifts up his eye patch and winks. Yeah, and then walks away. 
So he has two functional eyes. It, it's yes, nice. he it's just lifts up the eye patch, winks, and walks away. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. And so, I'm gonna sending the stone. Who are you calling? Either one of them. Hello. Uh, he's the captain of the guard, the person we're looking for. That is good information. Yeah, so do you want to go to the magic store? I would still like to, yes. Yeah, okay. Fine. <laughs> no, fine. <laughs> fine. Don't find it. Okay. So while you're kind of getting that information, they'll find a magic store. And uh, as you walk into a magic shop, you find it's a place called Warm Sands. Uh, sands. Ironic. With a Z. No, I'm saying not Sands, as in the Undertale character. Sands, like hey, a hey, hey, beach. Hey, hey, hey. Um. As you walk in, there are a lot of, uh, like, spices that you smell, and you immediately get um, a very foreign uh, feel about this place. This place is kind of, um, there is no uh, real, there is no equivalent in Athopia to this world, but this has, like, a lot of Arabian themes, if I had to put a, a label on it. You see there are many cloaks and ponchos, hung on the walls, there are like curved swords, pole arms, uh, some very foreign looking gear, and uh, standing in the middle is a tall tabaxi uh, with sort of blonde hair that's very well brushed. He wears um, a fingerless glove on one hand, two like metal bracers and a tank top, and <clears throat> welcome to Warm Sands. What can I help you with? Um, we're looking for well, we're not exactly sure about the threat we're up against, but um, once our friend gets here, he has a... You seem like someone who knows about a lot of um, things that might be out there. We have an ear of a creature that we're not sure what it belongs to. Oh. Um, it was a humanoid that attempted to kill us, but... Um, well, are you sure you should not take that to a doctor or something? I mean, I don't know. I stole it from a doctor. Oh, he just appears? <laughs> you just appear behind a, behind him? Mm, yeah, he, he like shows up. I stole it from a doctor, actually. Whoa, whoa, okay. I think it is more uh, in the magical realm than the... Very well, let's take a look. And he kind of gingerly picks it up. Well, it is uh, definitely demonic in nature. Um, okay. I can't <laughs> get in somewhere. I cannot gauge much from an ear. Do you know anything else about where it came from? Mm, uh, no. Well, this is <laughs> terrible. Well, it is assassin's guard. They functioned as would be assassins. We also yeah. saw a creature, a hulking mass. <laughs> I look. I am not an. Uh, a studier of monsters. Oh, I don't really know this guy. Well, do you I, have something I, that can kill demons really well? I'm gonna steal my ear back. Uh, well, um, I do have... Do uh, I need to go buy more information? Well, I have a few things. Um, first of all, uh, I have some flasks of holy water, if you are interested in those. No. What, what do you mean, no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... Yes. Holy water. I have yes. desks of holy nice. water. I also, he uh, goes, uh, he kind of pulls behind the desk. Can you make holy water? Not yet. He pulls out the, no, anyone can make holy water. You need, I think, like 20 gold worth of powdered silver 
And if you commune with your patron, it makes like four gallons of holy water. <coughs> Never mind that. Yeah, go grab it at once. What are okay. you also, Let's make so a like, gallon of holy water. Yeah, four gallons. Out of the game, what does holy water do to a demon? Uh, if it is splashed on, I mean, otherwise it's just water, but if it's splashed on a fiend or undead, it does 2d6 radiant damage. Okay, that's, that's not, not horrible. horrible. Is that a bonus During action the or day? During any time, it's holy okay. water. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> during the day. I thought I heard during the day. W- w- would I be able to, like, Splash it on my weapon and use it like a poison. Ooh. I mean, having owned a sword before, water doesn't stick to a sword very well. It kind of okay. just washes okay. off. So what if you dip it in yeah. water and then roll How it in salt we... for a double whammy? I don't know about that one. <laughs> Could we make holy oil? I'm not the priest. <laughs> <laughs> it's holy water. I mean, in the name of Big Fuck Nuru, I baptize. I did. I did not bless it. Or it's holy, holy water. Milk. But. Let me let me finish. Oh, I was not even, listen, I was oh my god. Stop! Stop! <laughs> I'm Holy literally going to do friend. the rocks ball party dies thing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not finished. I could give you holy water as well. He reaches into the desk and pulls out a scimitar. This is <clears throat> you see, again, it's it's very Arabian looking. The blade is very thick and curved. It has sort of uh, spiral patterns on the hilt and it looks sort of golden in appearance. Is it a dex weapon? (laughs) What? Is it a dex weapon? Scimitars are. They're finesse weapons. I want it. (laughs) Hold on. I I told you what it does. I don't care. I want it. Alright. 1100 gold. (laughs) What does it... You... No. (laughs) Check what it is first. (laughs) Okay, what is it? This is... uh, this actually is something that my grandfather used to own. It is it a scimitar. It is not only enchanted to uh, be very sharp, it will never dull and it is very effective against enemies, but as well, it is. Uh, it has some effectiveness against undead and fiends. It, uh, if a, it were to strike a creature not of this world, of an unholy nature, it would, um, it would make things challenging for it. Essentially, what it will do is um, it's a plus two scimitar. (coughs) It deals uh, 1d10 extra radiant damage against fiends and undead, and it also forces disadvantage on their next attack roll, if it were to hit them. So, 1100 gold is my proposal for that. Now, I have other things. He is set to the side. Uh, Some potions of perhaps uh, healing, I would recommend. No. If we kill Actually, him, yes. If we kill him quick true. enough, we have no need for him. Exactly. <laughs> Would you like potions of healing? Yes, please. Very well. Uh, give me a moment. And he uh, kind of walks around to the side of the desk and pulls out a crate of stuff. Uh, let me look through I grab head. Tex on the shoulder and I lean in and I say, I may need to visit Kobold Castle again. I, I am not the person to ask, but... Yeah, I'm the one I'd who lean runs over that to <laughs> You lean up to him, he's a foot taller than you. Up to Victor. Alright, give us a second. I walk out to the front of the store. But, but he's like holding a circle. He's like holding the crate of healing potions. Wait, hold on a minute. I'll be back in a moment. Wait, I go out. I'm staying. I draw, yeah, yeah. I draw a circle out in front of the store, and then I start chanting, and then we teleport. Okay. Okay. okay, so you, 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 you start to teleport. Um, as expl- explanation, they're getting more money for you. So oh, I also have 1,500 gold points. Uh, okay, well, um, 
healing potions, yeah. Uh, he sets down a crate and kind of like pulls him out. Okay, so I have. Um, I think. Uh, I have. see how much gold we have to extract. Five of these greater healing potions. I will say each of those will go for. Um, uh, perhaps uh, 75 gold. Uh, I have two of these superior healing potions. They are very rare. Uh, I'll give those away for. Two hundred ten gold. Each? Yes, oh, wait. you're right here. Two hundred ten gold each, and then uh, yes, I don't. He, he like takes one of the largest ones and kind of swirls around it. Let red liquid just cut off his hand. I don't know if this <laughs> is a superior or a supreme healing potion. Is it an ultra deluxe healing potion? I I do not know. Um, you would have to try it yourself, though. Obviously, that would invalidate it, but. Assuming, since it is large, I assume it is expensive, so uh, 500 for that. <laughs> I'm going to call uh, shenanigans. shenanigans on Wait, it is the largest one. And we're not in America. What Quality is over what quantity. Is Don't worry about it. Look, I, I, I just, I mean... It's, it's an old saying. Look, in the off chance that it is not anything special beyond these, these superior ones... Do you have ones, magic? Come back to me. Are you, uh... If you do, then you can probably see how much magic is coming from each potion. And gauge the amount of healing. Or, like, use, um, do a, a medicine check, or, like, like, you know. You know, arcana, the, ta- the taste test. <laughs> yeah, he said the taste test. <laughs> <laughs> Enough rating. It's time for the taste test. Time for the taste test. I'm just going to pour myself a cat. You pour yourself a shot of each. <laughs> I can't cast it. Detect magic. Okay, do you want to do that? Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I mean, he'll see you casting it, but you just kind of... Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just the... Just the testing man. Okay. Um, so yeah, the biggest one is definitely... Probably a supreme healing. It's, 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 it's like a big, bright light bulb. The other two, you see superior, they're pretty good. And the greater are just like, yeah, those are greater healing. And so... so uh, you, can, you can see kind of a scale. What was the cost of it? Uh, the biggest one? Yes. 500. <laughs> and uh, what would Jesus be the, uh, the healing for that? Um, 10d4 plus 20. 10d4 plus 20. 10d4 plus 20. <laughs> That's a lot of healing. That's a lot of healing. A lot of healing. Um, well, Is that uh, a bonus action to drink a healing potion? In my campaign, yes. Potions are a bonus action. That actually sounds really worth it. Yes. But... Well, <laughs> well, you can talk about this once you get back. Yeah. yeah. Um, while I am waiting for my comrades, because I yes. am, am not one to make purchases without uh, ensuring everyone agrees, uh, what would I be able to get for this? Um, and I uh, take off my backpack, and on it has been the uh, essentially cursed set of armor. Yeah, the armor of vulnerability. Uh, what is this? Uh, it is a set of uh, armor of... Um, Resistance. Resistance, you say? Uh, what kind of resistance? Uh, well, a funny thing. Um, uh, I, after a little bit of testing, uh, after every day it changes. Uh, after you've done it, hmm. then the uh, enchantment changes. Make a deception check. <laughs> See that? Oof. Deceive. Deception. Oh, you, you cast with charisma. In de- <laughs> You're not there. I'm not even worried about it. You cast with charisma. Damn it. Two! He rolled a 22 on his inside check. 
I rolled a nat 20. Oh, what? Okay. I rolled a nat 20 on his inside check. Uh, I think Fine. there is something you are not telling me. This armor looks pretty... banged up. Well, it shouldn't, because it's magical. <laughs> hey, you check take, me! You did take 75 points of bludgeoning damage while we were in. But it also can't be damaged, because it's magical. Yes, it can. It's armor. So can it not be destroyed, then? Like, yeah, how, how it can't it be destroyed, but it can be damaged. How is it differentiated between magical <laughs> weapons? <laughs> So if you, you failed your deception check. That's the wait, point I'm trying to wait, make. If you take one molecule off at a time, when does it stop becoming? But <laughs> you failed your deception check. That's the point I'm making. Right, I I think there is something you're not telling me here. Alright. How about this? And so, he raises up his uh, finger, his uh, fingerless glove, and what? We roll a D100. Don't tell me that he, that man also has a like the, the glove or whatever you have. Glove beguilement. If he has the glow of beguilement. That's a 96. Alright. Is that good? Or bad? That's bad, bad for you. Okay, cool. So you were kind of... He says... You believe that all of my prices are one and a half times higher than I have proposed to you. Well, uh, and then all of a sudden you just kind of... Oh, okay. You have no recollection of what just happened. No. But all of a sudden you believe that now... That potion of greater... Or superior healing might cost uh, 750 gold. And same with all the rest. I see. Well, madam, um, can I, we get, get, get back soon? Well, we need to get money. Yeah, I, I, I apologize. I've, I've been neglecting you. Well, I guess yeah, while that happens, uh, you guys teleport back to Cobalt Castle okay. and just... Oh, hello! A bunch of Cobalt Money! We need it. We need now. Money. Oh, I, start, I run. I, I'm sprinting. Yeah, Derek is... Derek, Derek, I pick up the Cobalt. We went! I past him. Yeah. I pick up the Cobalt that can unlock the door. <laughs> You don't remember which one it is, they're all the same. <laughs> Grab oh, I, it's, not, it, it's not like in a... It's actually not very secure. I mean, if someone did the same thing we did, they could probably just run it. Because it's grab, just in the back. I just grab the cobalt as it's I'm running. It's in a safe, but the button is like a big brick. I just yeah. grab the cobalt as I'm running, and I point him at the safe, and I say, <laughs> Open the safe! I'm... Ah! Ah! Ow. That's not okay. that's not him! I don't know what to do! It's not him! <laughs> Put, him away. Put him away! Put him away! Yeah, I guess you Close find the door and press I toss the cobble the you, 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 you find it. Um I apologize, I don't remember how much was left in there, but what do you guys want? I think I need I wanna say three hundred platinum was left in there. Okay, so uh, you have how much in ruby pieces? I have I think uh, two thousand I think it was like a uh, I have one thousand five hundred gold pieces worth of rubies. I have 500 gold pieces worth of sapphire. And we need 1,100, right? Uh, that was the cost of the scimitar. The scimitar. So Yeah, but now you think the cost... Here's well, my idea also, about how we're going to no, realize we how to, they're enchanted. We have to go back and unenchant her. But first, let's use... You so you say 300 platinum pieces? That's what I think it was around. What if we take 100 platinum pieces? That's, that's a lot what, of... That's a third of the... That's a thousand. Never mind. Let's take... 50. 50. 500 gold. 500 gold 50. and pay for half of the scimitar with that and then the rest I have 500 gold pieces on my person. Okay, like, perfect. And I have 117 as well. So we'll just okay. take 50 platinum and pay okay. for the rest you of the gold pieces. Platinum and you run right back. Um, so uh, I'll say right as uh, Tex is done being unenchanted, you guys kind of walk right into the store. Ah, good to see you again. Uh, madam, I don't believe I'm willing to accept this armor, but... Um, I'm still willing to see anything else you have to offer. I am a, a man of trading. I see you are back. Yes. Uh, you returned with more money. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, the price of the scimitar is um, 
Ah, pardon me. Do you remember it? I, I don't know what they said. I remember it. One thousand one hundred gold pieces, sir. Okay. Yeah, and uh, like, so like you look over at Tex, and Tex is like looking a little bewildered. Like, dang, that's kind of cheap. It's. <laughs> huh. Uh, well, um. She like grabs out a. It's like an abacus. Uh, well, if there's anything else, I I, I, did, I don't think I believe I told you about the uh, potions. Uh, right here I have... I have in the potions. We finish the transaction for the scimitar, please. Um, uh, yeah. This... Yes. Um, I am interested to see... Perhaps... You're the one with Detect Magic, right? I uh, am. Yeah. Uh, detect Magic, the sword. I, I'm sure the sword is real. I'm well, sure the is real. Like, it would have pinged on sort of the radar. To be fair, yeah, no, when you just cast that magic, that thing is definitely... Okay. It's like it's like the Dawnbreaker of uh, okay. this yeah. world. Okay. It's magic. Cool. Alright. I just um, don't want to get ripped off when he's, like, hypnotizing our friends. Yeah, well, he won't rip you off. He'll just make you... You will accept he'll the still make you, He'll still make you pay. He'll just make you pay more. Do I need my dimension door cloak, or should I sell it? Cloak of the... Cape of the Mountain Bank? Yeah. I'd well, say we, talk, that talk. dimension door is pretty friggin' useful. Talk, talk to him about it. Talk to him about it. Um, um, so, uh, so far we have uh, a bit of a cart going on. Here is the scimitar. Do you want any healing potions? I have five of these greater, uh, two of these superior, and one supreme. Uh, the greater will go for, or this, uh, yes, the greater will go for 100. Uh, this uh, superior will go for about 400. And the supreme will go for 750. I'm sorry. Um, Those are I'm just gonna pay. I don't care about the potions. Yeah, we we paid him for the scimitar. Okay, right? we're good. You get the scimitar. I'm just gonna okay. freaking swirl it around the right. Bit. But I'm you now you now interested in. Look, you you now own the Demon Slayer scimitar. Okay, hold on. Mm. I need to add this to my weapons. Mm-hmm. So again, I'll I'll refresh the rules to you if you want. It is a plus two scimitar, meaning it gives you a plus two bonus to attack rolls and damage rolls. It one deals one d. 10 extra radiant damage to fiends and undead. And if you hit a fiend and undead with it, the very next attack roll that they have, um, just the next one, uh, has this advantage. And this that effect is not stacked, it's just okay. the next attack roll. Yeah, give me one sec. What would be the most... One-handed? Yep, scimitar. One-handed, it just does a d6. What would be the most powerful... Would you have a, happen to have sorcerer's staffs? Um, What's the name of it? Demon, demon, demon Slayer. Uh, where I come from, we are not common on staves or things like that. Um, uh, <clears throat> I do have a few wands, if you are interested in those. Wizard, wizarding, sorcering wands, you know what those are. Yes, of course. Um, 1d6. What? 1d6, yeah, the scimitar is 1d6, right? And it is finesse. I'm not familiar with wands. How do they function um, uh, in aiding some one spellcasting? Hmm. Do they contain spells within them? Uh, it, it depends on the scenario. Uh, for example, he, uh, he pulls out a wand from his belt. It's just like a sort of a 14-inch long stick. You see it's got a a red ball at the end of it. Uh, this is what I would call my spell casting focus. I am a, a bit um, knowledge in the ways of spell casting, and so some wizards simply use them to focus their energy. For example, he casts out uh, uh, of the wand like this, and, and, and <laughs> yeah, just boom. no, no, no. He he casts just a like <laughs> he casts just like a simple thaumaturgy, just like a dog bark, like a out of the end of this the uh, wand. 
this is just a focus. Certain other ones, I do not have many, but certain other ones do have uh, magical <coughs> properties of their own. Some are designed for effect, some are designed for offense, defense, some are very powerful, some are just very simple. Uh, I have a few if you'd like to look at them. I would love to. All right, uh, give me a moment. He goes into a back room and uh, returns with a sort of shoebox uh, with shoebox. a shoebox-sized box. box with a with several um, several uh, like what is what I'm thinking of? Almost like memory foam with insets laid in. It's made of uh, like wood, but they have uh, four wands in uh, each of them. Uh, so this one here, he points to the leftmost one, it looks to be just like a very straight silver wand with a sort of ring around it. Uh, this is just called a Wand of the War Mage. Uh, you gain a bonus to certain spell effects when holding it, uh, if you are uh, a certain spellcaster. Uh, so basically this, uh, this wand in particular will give you a plus one to spell attack rolls and you can ignore half cover when making a spell attack. Uh, this next one here, it looks that, to be. That's not really something we worry about. It looks to be a black wand with kind of like white spiderweb patterns on it and a spider on the end. Uh, this is a wand of the web. Uh, when you cast it out, it creates a large sticky web that you ensnare your enemies in. Uh, and then he moves to the. He moves, yeah. yeah he moves to the next one. Uh, this this wand appears to be kind of like a just a sort of metallic copper wand with a brain on the end of it. This is a wand of paralysis. Uh, if pointed at your enemy, it will uh, paralyze him on the spot, cause him to seize up and not be able to move. And really quickly, before we continue, yeah. would I be able to integrate my spellcasting focus into these wands? I'm not sure. I've never tried doing that. I think likely mixing magical components is not a very good idea, but you could certainly hold it in one hand and do something else with the other. Hmm. But lastly, you just duct tape to your staff. Lastly, uh, this wand right the here. The wand. You just duct tape two wands together until eventually you're holding like a baseball bat of wands. This last one here, uh, it looks to be kind of a wand that um, looks like it's kind of like it's got a twirly pattern to it and a, a blue orb on the end. This is a wand of secrets. A bit more of a niche one, but it can help reveal uh, hidden things here and there. So. These are the only ones I have. I used to have more, but uh, in the recent crisis, they have either been broken, lost, or bought up. How is the one, How much is the Wand of Secrets? Uh, the Wand of Secrets I would give to you for um, 100 gold. Do I have to bond with this one? Um, no, I believe it can be used by anyone. Hmm. I mean... It is not, I admit, I have used this before. It is not... Perfect. Mostly, I think it would be used to find uh, perhaps uh, doors or maybe hidden objects every so often. Uh, never mind. Um, hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's time to move on to spells. Do you have anything that's good for killing, killing things? <laughs> I mean, and most that's... of the things in the spell are good at killing things. Uh, could you be more specific? Mm. Um, yeah, but I'm not really very good at the whole holy thing. So I'm not really looking Kill for a holy spell. Demon things. 
I mean, that kind of is what I do. While, while Victor is doing this, what are Tex and Oro doing, if anything? I'm just still drooling over this in the talk. Tex is going a little bored. Like, usually she's interested in this stuff. Uh, well, I mean, so I'm just She's like, she's like, do oh, I notice the, anything? The spellcasters like, are doing their thing yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. I was like, uh, hmm. uh, I will. Rock, paper, scissors? Be back. Uh, you want to join me with your new weapon? Yes. Sheath right. it and walk after. Alright, you walk out, you feel pretty proud having this cool looking scimitar on your waist. You basically have the equivalent of uh, Dawnbreaker from Skyrim on your belt. Poggers. Mm. I am. Uh, I do not have many high level spell scrolls. Um, I do have a few, but they are mostly for. Um, generally, either party tricks or um, for more lower level magic. Though some of them could help you, depending on what you're looking for. Uh, are you sure you do not want anything else, other uh, Miss Paladin and uh, Mister? And I was like, we already left. Oh, I, 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 he was kind of like calling after you. Oh, door okay. swinging. Yeah, no, he's like calling after you after you're living. Are you sure you don't you want anything else? Oh, oh. I am, I believe, looking for evocations. Evocation? Um, uh, give me a moment. Uh, he goes to a library off to his left and starts sorting through a bunch of, uh, a bunch of different tomes. Man's got his own private library where... Like, yeah, I mean, it's small, and it's mostly made of, like, the spell, uh, the spell stuff, but... Uh, give me a moment, I am, uh, I should be able to find something here. Okay, what, I have a few, what, uh, in particular would you want, if anything? Perhaps something such as Sunbeam, or, um, which is a very advanced one, but contingency as well is another advanced one. Oof, I don't think I have any of them. Um, let's see here. Is this, what does this one say? Wish. <laughs> Whoa. Useless. <laughs> ah, it must, must be some kind of party trick like tosses into a pyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I have a few. Um, and he comes back to the table with uh, four pages uh, of spells. Okay, so these are all rather, um, how should I say? Uh, these are, they're not very high level, but uh, they may still be able to help you. Um, there is one, he takes the first one. Uh, this is simply called Light. Uh, it is a very simple spell, it just creates a. Um, you are able to touch an object and it makes it uh, brighten up with very bright light. I've never heard of that. It's a cantrip. No, I know. <laughs> uh, so, it, again, not a, a damaging spell, but perhaps maybe if you are stuck in some dark area, you No, I think I'm alright. No? Alright, <laughs> thank um, you. Next. Swipe left. Uh, next one is. Uh, he picks another one. This is a chromatic orb. Uh, have you heard of that one? Yes. So, uh, you basically. I, I think you create you a little orb and you just throw it at yeah. people. Um, so, there is that. Um, there is this one called Booming Blade. Um, when you uh, you slash a creature with a weapon and it surrounds the creature in a booming, thunderous energy, and if the creature moves, it will be struck like a lightning bolt. Oh, I would I would quite like that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, you can put that one aside. What is what then, level spell is that? That is a cantrip. Oh, it's a cantrip. Booming blade. This man had a demon slayer sword, and then nothing. I'm else. getting yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, and then 
last I have, hmm, let me see. Uh, I do have uh, something called Rhymes Binding Ice. It is uh, a new one that I'm not very familiar with. It kind of like takes a minute to read it. Um, it seems as though uh, you are able to blast out a uh, cold energy and uh, it will freeze creatures and hinders their movement as well as obviously hurts them with ice. Um, this is a second level spell. Okay. I'll take so, uh, that one. Not the other one. Rhymes, Binding Ice? Yeah. Okay, uh, that will give you for uh, 300 gold. Um, okay, can I... Is there anything worth 200 gold that'll help me fight demons here? That I can... Because I have 500 gold pieces worth in sapphires that I can trade to. Um... How about um, I give you Booming Blade... Rhymes Binding Ice, and um, he like grabs one of the greater healing potions, one of these, and you give me all of your rubies. How about that? All of my rubies? Sounds like you, uh, C500 gold, but the gems. I give you Booming Blade, Binding Ice, and a greater healing potion for all of that. Okay. I've transitioned uh, into French. It's, it's yours, my friend. If you have enough I rubies. will also give you... Rope. Lamboil, bombs. Oh, actually, you want no, that's it. fine. It's yours, my friend. So long as you have enough rupees. Sorry, Link. I can't give credit. Come back when you're a little mm, richer. <laughs> I need to make an NPC like that someday. Um, okay. okay. I've right. given it away. You, you, you're gonna take that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you now have a spell scroll of booming blade, rhymes binding ice, and you have a greater healing potion, which I believe restores. Let me check. I think it's 4d4 plus 4 healing. So, is there anything else you want to do, or are you guys gonna... Or are, are you gonna... We're exit? gonna go down the yellow brick road. Yeah, so, uh, Tex is actually going to look for, um, uh, a church of some kind. Uh, hopefully some, like, maybe one of the larger ones in the city. Okay. Um, I'm following. <clears throat> you can find one, no problem. Uh, this one in particular is a... It's near the council circle. Um, and it is dedicated to the worship of Moradin, the dwarven god of creation and life. Ooh, okay. So uh, as you enter, you see a lot of dwarves and halflings, but also just some regular people. This place is very tall. It's got kind of golden. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's got kind of a golden construction inside the bricks and several stained glass windows of Moradin. You know, you see a great bearded figure with a hammer in one hand. Um, couple of priests wandering around reading books, so do what you'd like. Is Oro or are you just kind of standing guard over her? Okay. I'm just kinda of, He's like five foot, foot so oh, he's okay, yeah. he's short. Standing six guard. two five foot six two six nine. <laughs> and so I'm, going I'm just to destroy the being creepy. Not yeah. again. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna follow Texan Oro into the church? No. Yeah he doesn't know where we are. Yeah, well, okay. We'll just say you kind of exit and start wandering towards the council circle. Yeah. So, what okay. do you do, Jax? All right. So, I'm going to look for. Um, uh, well, okay. So, I'm probably just going to go up to like one of the attendants. Like, okay. Dwarven, obviously. <laughs> Red hair. Very, very old looking guy. Um, you know, dwarves live to be like almost 400 years old. This guy could be pushing like 350. Okay. Um, he's leaning very far over on a knobbly wooden cane, and he. Uh, hello, miss. Uh, can I help you? Uh, yes, uh, you might be able to. Um, <clears throat> so me and my compatriots are uh, dealing with 
something most foul. Uh, disciples, <coughs> of, uh, disciples uh, of the enemy, sir. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, yes, continue. Disciples of uh, uh, are you are you familiar with uh, forces uh, that would generally be seen, considered unnatural? Um, oh well, I mean, uh, I, like, uh, like fiends or demons. Oh, I don't know. I suppose as much as any priest of my caliber uh, would be. I I remember when I was a young boy, I, well, I, I encountered an impish creature in the woods once. Um, and I have done a fair amount of uh, research on fiendish creatures, I suppose, but uh, what in particular are you looking to garner from my uh, knowledge? Um, just understand that we are uh, expecting to have to deal with them in the future. Oh. Uh, and any knowledge that we can garner would be much appreciated. If you have anyone uh, who might uh, have dealt with multiples of these? Oh, um, I really am not sure. Um, I could lend you uh, a holy symbol of mine that I uh, often find helpful for warding off such uh, otherworldly creatures. Mm. You could also perhaps um, borrow some holy water from our reserves as we uh, we try to make much of it every day, and uh, I can give you the blessing of Moradin to be on your way. I'm, I would appreciate that very much, Monsieur. Some holy water and that symbol of yours will go a long way to helping me sleep at night. Very well. Uh, give me a moment to fetch it, and he like, well, hop, yeah, he kind of hops off very slowly. Once he's out of earshot, I look to text. Is there anyone it's else? It's not in very the room? far to get out of earshot. Yeah, right now. <laughs> Is there anyone else in the room? Oh, there are plenty of other people in this. But uh, they're not like, are they also within your shot, or are they? Can I just like lean in and whisper? Well, yeah, you could like move into one of the pews and yeah. kind of whisper to text. I assumed it would be sacrilege for you to accept those items, so I will do it. Uh, thank you, but um, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not exactly certain, but I do not think that text would. I mean, text, the Lord. I, I do not <laughs> think that Istis would. Uh, uh, she's not. She's not very fickle. Oh. oh, gods are fickle. Mm. God of War has taught me one thing. If God, if, if killing them all has taught me one thing. If you insist on taking it, I will not uh, stop you. Uh, I know. So, um, at, after a few minutes, uh, you see he kind of hobbles back. Um, he's uh, carrying a satchel over his shoulder and uh, a basically a decorated amulet with a hammer in it. Um, it, ironically, although it's not the same, it does kind of remind you of steel, uh, the Black Steel Legion. Of course. Since their insignia is the dark steel hammer, and you just kind of chuckle to yourself to think about that, but... Uh, no relation. Should grant, uh, this should grant you some uh, protection, of course. And he hands the satchel. In here are some flasks of holy water. Hold it closer, perhaps. I know not what it would do specifically, but I'm sure... Uh, Fiendish creatures find it not too pleasant to be around. So, and then if you follow me to the uh, the altar, I could give you a blessing if you like. Oui, merci, monsieur. Yes, of course. And he starts hobbling up, and you kind of have to. So I'm just going to throw all the holy water in my. Okay, you get three. You get three sort of uh, small flasks of it, 
and you you kind of have to do the the RPG NPC follow thing where he walks like really slow and really you can just slow. like like very very you slightly just touch it once and then yeah like press it, W once and wait for ten seconds. Yeah. It is somehow in between our one and walk speeds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh god! So eventually, um, after about a minute, uh, he gets up to the altar and then takes another minute or so to open up the book and get up on a stool. And then he, he goes through some uh, some passages. He almost falls asleep during the middle of one, but he Actually. says a few words and... Memora didn't guide your way. I wish you the best of luck on your uh, journey, whatever it may be. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Many blessings. Amen. So, uh, I'll see you guys kind of I exit the church. And you'll meet up with uh, probably Victor around the council circle. I have to use the bathroom, so can role play converse for a minute while I use the bathroom, and then we can get you all sorted up. Think of me. Yeah, as Texas leaves. Just don't turn off the camera. Temptation. Temptation. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm dead. You're dead. You died. What are the rules in regards to sacrilege? I don't know. Um. <laughs> It's best not to find out, I yeah. guess. Like, as Tex is leaving, she sort of just whispers under her breath. She seems to be, seems to be praying. She's like... You guys see me outside of the... I, just outside of the... I hope I don't become that in, like, my old age. Because that was... How I this. Scary. Yes. Hello, friends. Hello. Bonjour. Uh, I left a delayed blast fireball <laughs> under the tree. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just, just a little I saw, I saw this. Good morning, Starshine. The world says, hello. I saw this whole, I saw this homeless person relaxing in front of the magic store. I decided to leave him. A delayed, <laughs> delayed blast fireball. So what are we, like, I don't know. What are we doing now? Oh, we gotta go oh, talk to the captain of man the guard. We need to find the. We need to locate the captain of the guard. Rod, uh, Roderick Raja Ishvaral. Back, back. Roderick from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Godric. Godric. The Grafton. Okay, you no. didn't. You didn't Shar, turn off the camera. Ishvaral. I'm glad you know the Torah. That is good. But, uh, so, you guys meet up. Unless there's anything else to do, should no, we say you No, we're going to find the captain of the guard. That's what I was going to say, yeah. So, the captain of the card. The captain of the card. So, the captain of the card. Um, you enter the... You're, you're in the council circle. And this is called the council circle because it is basically... No, it's a circle. <laughs> it's like Town Square, or a Times Square, but it is a circle that surrounds a very tall wooden tower where the council, aka the sort of uh, uh, ruling system of Central Dale, resides. And a lot of high-end shops, towns, and places are here. Uh, the tower is guarded by like 10 guards in full plate armor with halberds. Um, very, very secure. And through some asking around, we'll say you can find what you assume to be Markham's house. Which, as you arrive in it, it doesn't seem to be all that different from all the other surrounding houses. Is it the door just unlocked? No, 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 it's, it's closed. You arrive, I'll say you arrive to the front of it, not in it. I cast I'm not. gonna go invisible. Hang on, just let me finish <laughs> describing it first. Um, 
not every door needs to be picked, all right? I'm you, not gonna pick the door. <laughs> I just gotta go invisible. So you feel safe that way. Um, I feel safe. <laughs> I feel safe. That way. Baby in my shell. <laughs> Baby feels safe. So, uh, as you walk up to the house, it looks pretty inconspicuous. It's just like a blocky house with a, a closed window in front and a large wooden door. Um, it does have a label that says Rogel on the front, R-O-G-E-L-L. Perfect. Um, I'm glad we managed to find the right place. So yeah, you guys are standing in front. I go invisible while I knock on the door. Uh, okay, so you knock on the door. And, and then the door, it just opens. Yeah, the door opens and you're like, what? Hello? Excuse, excuse me. Sorry, it was, it was just open. 59 to be invisible. Yes, that works. Okay. 15. Oh, oh, I, Yeah, he has to roll. Uh, one I, day, oh, one day I'm sure it's going to happen and it'll I be fine. I thought out of d D20. You were like, wow, dang, that's Stealth a really check. big bonus. Stealth check. Um, and as uh, the door kind of creaks open a little bit, you hear barking inside like a dog and just, hang on, stay here. Um, and a person walks up to the door. Uh, he's human, but a little bit shorter than Tex. Uh, dark skin. Um, totally bald, save for, like, kind of a... Soul patch? No. Yeah, <laughs> sort of a, a salt and pepper goatee down here. Uh, he has very, um, kind of a furrowed brow. Like a natural kind of heavy brow look like to him. Like Adam Sandler-esque. Like a unit brow. Uh, like he has kind of... Anthony Davis. A little bit, yeah. And, um, he's just wearing, like, normal clothes. He looks to be kind of an older guy. You see some of the wrinkles crease his face, but he still looks like an able-bodied dude. Like, he's a... A strong old man. He kind of, uh, excuse me. What are you doing in my house? And did you pick my luck? No, I just knocked. You just heard me knock, and the door just opened. You, I think you didn't close it very tightly, but um, we so, were here to talk to you anyway. We were told. Who told us? I don't remember. Wait, you're the resistance, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, we are here. You're invisible. <laughs> I can talk and be invisible. It is another party member. They are very sneaky. Uh, I am very socially anxious. We, don't we are like here over questions about one Archimedes. I, look, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. First of all, who's talking to me? Show yourself. No. We don't like to show our numbers. <laughs> no, no let's not face it that way. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's gonna close the door. He just closes the door. All right. Does he lock it? Yes. All right. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the, <laughs> pick the lock. He's important. I'm. Did I get in there? Can no. you guys just not introduce yourselves like normal people? Okay. Fine. I uninvisible and I pick the lock anyway. <laughs> or we can just yeah. have text slam it down because at this he point he's, check. he's refusing to communicate with Wait, us. I, I think that this is right. Five. No. Or is the that sleight of hand? Do you realize how dangerous of a power spiral that is to say, I have authority, it's my right to come to your house and walk in without any explanation. I have a buffer, yeah, but you we're like God. Okay, and I, as, as I like swing the door open. I'm what like, the? I was the one who was talking. I'm apologies, monsieur. I'm sorry for my earlier behavior, but we really need to talk to you. This is very important. Mr. I cannot promise that we do not have more <laughs> invisible friends. I, I clamp my hand on his mouth. Well, I think I'm more in the position to judge. What is the resistance doing at my doorstep? Like we said, questions. We are hunting an individual of extreme danger. I don't know who... Well, who sent us? Who gave us the name? 
The Game Master and or oh. Anduriel. Anduriel. That's his name. Uh, do any of those name? Do any of those characters? Uh, Does the else? Game Master which, which resonates with you? Anduriel? Oh, you're with the Game Master, are you? Yes, sir. And we have nothing to talk about. And he starts to close the door again. I'm just gonna stick my foot in. <laughs> We're not with him. We are not with him. We got our information from him. We have no flesh in the game with any of your old grievances with him. Can I have you guys make a persuasion check? If you want, I can have either each of you make one or one of you make one with like advantage. 24! Okay, you do it. <laughs> yeah. Once we finish, we will be. Uh, we'll never see you again. You will not even remember us. Do not say it like that. <laughs> Fine, just go ahead. He, he, he lets you in. You see that um, he had one hand on the door, and in his hand, of his I mean, door, he had an axe in his hand. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He like puts it back down against what, the... What, a hand uh, axe? Yeah, he had one arm up against the door, and behind the door he had an axe in his hand, yeah. but he puts it down up against the, the wall when you all enter and closes. There are like three locks um, behind his door. <laughs> Damn, he locks all three of them. <laughs>
it has kind of a natural resting face of kind of a little upturned grin in a way. Um, are you aware of who we are? I mean, yeah, you're the resistance. It's kind of hard not to know who you are. You, exactly. I don't know, but... I mean, I'm with your resistance. That's all you must know. He has a new acquire. Well, new hire. Relatively. Uh, he goes Just over. like all of the invisible peoples in the corners. <laughs> in your walls. They are equipped to make a drug. Do not take it. Take everything they say with a grain of salt. Except for this. We need to know what you know about the Black Steel Legion. Because our lives are being threatened on a near everyday basis. basis. By this well, as drink. you're saying this, he going, he's going to like a liquor cabinet and he pours himself a, a yeah, drink. Look, I don't know anything about black steel, whatever, but I do know that Anduril sent you. And I'm assuming that's because he roped you into his whole answer the question game. Yes, no, sir. Well, we, we came to him seeking answers, and, yeah, and he, probably he gave came. us more questions. Well, what you don't know about him is that he used to be here in Central Dale. I worked there as a bouncer. I see. Then, uh, I mean, when I knew him, he was a sort of a slippery person, but I didn't think much of it, but... One day, a fire burned the casino down to the ground. I don't know how, but instead of relocating, or instead of rebuilding here, Anduril found out it was cheaper to relocate to Merticula three months travel away. He had no worries for the materials, difficulty, or the size of the task. Not that he did anything, I'm sure. And he took what was a normal city of Merticula and built it into some tourist trap where he can make as much gold as he likes. I know for a fact that he cheats cards, changes dice behind the players' backs, and twists the game so that he wins. This is not exactly surprising. And the whole answer, the question thing, I'm sure is a gimmick. I hardly doubt there's anything behind it beyond educated guessing and a little bit of magic. So, he kind of like sits down in the chair and the dog, Stella, sits down next to him. He probably pointed you to me because he figured I would be more responsible and he wanted you out of his tusks. So. That all sounds reasonable. Um. I don't know anything about a Black Steel Legion or an Archimedes. It's probably some garbage he fed to you to get you to go away. It's really well, not, monsieur. By them. Yeah, I would say not. Um. I suppose, uh, do you have any knowledge, uh, as the captain of the guard, uh, of trying to ward off a uh, slave trade? Or of undermining of the, uh, law? I mean, I'm doing the best I can here. I understand that there's a lot of shady business going on. What do you do? <laughs> Oh god, okay, 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 roll you, roll you 100. <laughs> that is his reaction, he's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 62. Okay, so, I don't have any... Mm, you can only answer all of our questions truthfully, and, um, anything else? 
No. Okay. And we will pour me a shot. And you're gonna pour him a drink. And you will forget this once we. Uh, well, no, he, uh, you can't get. Yeah. He doesn't remember the me giving the command anyway. Gotcha. Um. What so was the question you, again? You don't know anything about. Do you know anything about the Black Steel Legion? I've never even heard of the Black Steel Legion. Do you know any? Can I get any of you a drink? I will take one, sir. <laughs> he he walks up and goes to merci. Pour one for you. Um, Never heard of the Black Steel Legion. Do you... Wait a minute. Is this about the cultists? They are the cultists. Cultists might be a helpful lead, monsieur, given that we are plagued by the occult. Something, anything having to do with demonic or people... Other words. So I see an opportunity before us. Quid pro quo. Wait a minute. So... Did he tell you there was a cultist base nearby? No, monsieur. This is the first we've heard of it. But it's... Is this the first we've heard of it? No, probably. We, 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 well, and he did we kind of... Cultist, but he told you that... Arnduriel told you that Archimedes was nearby, but this is the first you're hearing of any cultist base. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I was like, I've never... Okay. What kind of cultists are these? Right, this is what I thought it was. Okay. So, from my understanding, there has been this organized thing uh, not too far away from here. Most people know around here that there's uh, this base of rampant knolls, uh, like about a day's journey from here. That explains but a lot. The knolls, at least I think, and I've done a little bit of espionage with myself and Stella here. I have reason to believe that there's something going on underneath the uh, the knolls. What? I don't know. But I've seen people, people, not creatures, people going in and out of some kind of place from that area. Well, monsieur, I have a proposition for you. You take us there, and we understand and solve the cultist problem. Yeah. And we want to report back to you? Well, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, it's not necessarily that easy. Uh, he he kind of goes to, um, he goes to the kitchen again and he reaches into a desk. Um, something funny you notice, as he's in the kitchen, you see Stella kind of looks over at him and then <laughs> vanishes and <laughs> reappears next to him. Don't do that so often. He pets her on the back of the head. It's cool. a demon. Oh. Teleporting dog. Uh, familiar, maybe. I guess I probably should have said Stella's a blink dog. Oh, data dog. It's data a dog. fey creature, not a fiend. Here, yeah, let me just. You look thirsty. You look for some holy water. So, here's what I've got, and he he returns with kind of a large rolled up map. Please, Pav, please stop. Please pay attention. I am. He returns with kind of a large rolled up map and uh, kind of, you know, clears out the coffee table a little bit and sets it out. So, what you see on the map is uh, kind of a crude drawing of a square with um, a label on it that says Knowles and some notes on it. So you see there's a date 
that says, um, like, uh, Tenth of Janusi, you know, two cultists Janusi? leave. That. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then you see the uh, Fourteenth uh, of Positon, uh, one person leaves. Seventeenth of Positon, three people leave. People have been going in and out of this base, or at least underneath this base, I think, for a reasonable amount of time. Not as long as I've been here, but at least a year from my initial uh, understanding. I don't know whether they're... I, I assumed they were cultists because they were wearing robes and seemed magical, but they could be anything for all that I know. Um, but there's something going on down there, and I think the gnolls, from what I understand, are some kind of security device for them. I'm not sure if the gnolls are working with them or if they just exist there, but Disney they're probably gnolls. there to disguise the fact that there's something going on underneath. So, I don't know how Anduriel understands any of this, or if he even knows the right thing. He might have just guessed the right place, or maybe there's something under there that told him what to do. No clue, but... There's one way to find out, please. It's a big sip of this drink. Let's kill some gnolls. What? <laughs> Here's the thing. If this were a place out in the middle of nowhere, I would say all for it, you know. Clear out the base. But this place is within 12 hours travel of the city. We don't know what's... I don't know what's underneath there. And even if there were nothing down there, a considerable number of gnolls, as well as something big, I've heard noises in there before, something big in there is not good for the sake of the people of the city. I'm not about to charge in some place and just let the whole city get destroyed by these creatures. We don't do respect, monsieur. We are most of us. <laughs> we are incredibly gifted in stealth. And there was no promise that we will even be discovered. And if we are, we are standing in front of one of the most fortified cities on the continent. I am yes. confident in your ability between your well-trained guard and three members of this prestigious resistance, we can deal with most any threat. And yes. worst comes to worst, I can blow us all up as a contingency method. And worst comes to worst, we detonate a nuke. Kidding. I mean, the only thing that Maybe. might be. I mean, the only thing that might be necessary is to keep the people on high alert. If an evacuation is necessary, alert or is probably worse for this people. People are going to get curious about what's going on if there's resistance members here and, and at least them. have plans for fortifications made well i don't and one thing sites bandit threat or something but some defenses here might be a good idea mm. without it would become a stronghold yes you have a good point but i, I know think personally that he's a little paranoid you think that and i'm paranoid yes to be fair you Have didn't. you... No, 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 hold on a minute. Let me speak with this, this wizard here. Do you think that I'm a little paranoid, despite that I am the captain of guard who is tasked with keeping the entire population 
of a city. A city who already fought for its life. I, someone who has already seen hundreds of my own men die in the face of these monsters out there. You think I'm being a little paranoid? Well, you know how the monsters went away. You remember the monsters before? You know who made them go away? You're looking at them. I'm aware of that. But you're not the one who's responsible for these people. Something goes wrong, you can always teleport away, can't you? I can't do that. I'm not paranoid, I'm prepared. I'm thinking about this from more than one angle of attack. I think we have enough information. I agree. Prepare your men. N hang on. I'm not just going to let you do this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm gonna Doctor Strange my. No, no, stop, no, stop, stop. I mean, I Listen, fine no, stop. We're not going to go running into this right away. We need to make a plan. You can't run into things without a plan, right? You don't even know, you said you haven't been inside this place. But we can still make a plan as to how to get in. Do you want to aggravate an entire base of gnolls? Because I do not. I can just turn us all invisible. If the gnolls find me, like you couldn't, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. But we still need to at least take a little bit of time to scope out what we're gonna do if we get inside. Then let me scope. Only you. Cool. Just, cool. That's, that's your plan, is to just scope it out? In essence, yes. You said you yeah. wanted to prepare a plan? It is just reconnaissance. We need information to prepare a plan. Fine. You... If you want to scope it out, then go ahead. But you two need to stay with me and formulate what we're going to do once we get inside there. I could be. Are you coming with us? We haven't talked about this. Then just go. Kind of do you really want to put the lives of millions of people in your hands? I've done it before. Well, sort of. Not uh, sort of. Well, you've. Have you gotten this far in life by challenging authority? Yes. Surprisingly? Yeah. Do you want the real answer to that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want the answer oh, to Mr. That? Harry, you're really not gonna like what I have to say. God damn it. <laughs> Just stay with me for a day, alright? Let's take some time to figure out what the hell we're gonna do here. And if I can't say the same about my comrades, but I can do that. I think we can harness the power of Iktak Naru. Who the hell is that? To raise an eye. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard. No, 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 we're not going through this again! Do you have five minutes? No, we're not going through this again. We'll have to talk about this later. Here's Listen. a pamphlet. Tex hides it well, but for a second there's panic in her eyes. No! Later. Listen, alright, how about this? Since none of you seem to want a plan, I'll make a plan. He, like, uh, grabs a piece of charcoal out of his pocket and starts writing down. You, elf. Where? There are two elves. That's kind of racist. Short him. one. Short king. <laughs> you, scope out what's out there. You're, you can turn invisible, apparently. Where? So, scope out what's going on out there. Tell me what you can find. Don't 
If you find a way to get in, don't go in, but make note of it and tell me everything we might need to know. Where, oui, monsieur? You two. I... We need to figure out a way if, under the pretense that there's a network of people living under there, we need to find some way to either stealthily make our way through or disguise ourselves so that they don't think we're outsiders. Mm. Well, do you have brown robes? No. We could easily gather some from the general store. I could kill three cultists and steal the ropes. He could don't do that, that yet. If yeah. you see cultists, don't interact with them, but do tell me. Do not interact. So, just don't you two stay here. Hi. Adios. So, uh, Markham kind of sits down and continues to talk with you guys. Oro will say that you start to head out. Yeah, you, you start to head out, and again, um, Markham will tell you, it's, if you go west from the outskirts of uh, Central Dale, you'll pass by a river eventually, and then a forest It should be somewhere near there, and you'll hear it before you see it. I can just enchant some of the cultists to give us their robes and make them forget that it ever happened. Why don't we wait on that? What if we burn that bridge when we get that, to it? That is something that we can use. Oh, good plans. So, we'll say that, yeah, you start heading uh, out. Twelve hours later. So, uh, yeah, well, while, while you're doing that, we'll kind of... So, he's talking to Tex and Victor. So, remind me... Have you operation like this before? A breach of some kind? I'm not... We have. Not necessarily. I... I mean, I've done raids on bandits before who were threatening the city, but nothing like this. This is something that I've been trying to bring up with the council, but they're yes. not... Dealt with them before. We understand. They're not as interested. They're more worried about the politics of Central Dale and trying to get things reorganized after the crisis, so... They're also quite slow at getting things done. That's true. So, remind me again, how did you get this information from Anduril about this... We won his games. You won against him? Well, well we're friended. No. Well, oh yes. We, no. in the end, we lost. But he That's took me. an interest in us. Uh, whether for his own benefit or some other ulterior purpose, I do not know. Um, but in the end... We were attacked, as well as himself. We defended him, and in payments, he gave us information. You were attacked? Correct. By what? Or who? Likely similar entities that uh, we've been dealing with before, uh, demonic and... Uh, there were some illusory entities, and then there were... There was one that has uh, reappeared multiple times, and that is a giant, uh, We don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It seems... It seems to be an amalgam of metal plates that form into, um, an armor that covers some sort of giant creature that can't be seen beneath them. Hmm. And you think these things came from where? Uh, one of the lower, lower uh, plates. Interesting. And 
What was it you mentioned about a, a Black Steel Legion? What does that have anything to do with it? I don't know anything about a Black Steel Legion, but if it's something that I can it well inquire about, they are a international slave trading organization that also works as a mining corporation to cover up for um, their crimes that they've committed, but they commit human trafficking and um, other humanoids. Um, they just traffic all sorts of entities we um, do not know who to be used for work. Is, and uh, we believe that they were able to get this far through the uh, disruption. That was the, uh, the crisis. The crisis yes. And through, apparently, the use of the occult. That too. So, you think this black steel whatever has to do with the cultist base that I've been observing? We believe they're linked in some fashion. Slightly. Well, as you continue conversing deep into the night and then eventually go back to your own separate places, we'll draw back to Aura, who has been jaunting, jauntily walking along uh, a while. You do eventually... It, it's kind of... Um, it, it was sort of uh, afternoon when you started talking to Markham, so if you were to just go straight there, you'd probably uh, get there... Like By night. Beyond nightfall, it's like very, very early morning, like 2 a.m. for this. Okay. But. I mean, do you have some way to fast travel? No. <laughs> no, he's, he hasn't discovered that location yet, so we can't fast travel. Uh, yes, it's yeah. um, dead sprinting to get there. Yeah. Roll, roll spamming. So, um, you, you travel mostly on foot, and a trail that started to lead you there eventually trails off. Um, but there is a sort of small ravine that's about 15 feet deep that looks like just kind of collapsed mud and dirt with a uh, thin r river stream running through it, and there is a stone bridge over that you can cross. And as you start to get into the woods that Markham described, a bunch of, you know, low pine trees and uh, other deciduous uh, things like that, kind of difficult to see through, uh, you are an elf, so you have dark vision, but it's still dim lighting. So yeah, you start to hear, you start to hear uh, like whoops and cackles and yells from everything. What Can I be stealthy right now? Yes. Well, you just do invisible. Sure. No, not invisible. Just like oh yeah, go ahead and make a check make against a anyone that I do not see. Matt twenty. All right. So, <laughs> so that is a um, like 33. 33, Yeah. Thirty-three. You're basically being invisible. Stealthy. Um, you kind of like get low to the ground and sneak up behind a few trees and as you get close you see um, a building not far away uh, it looks to be a <clears throat> kind of half ruined keep of sorts it is sort of square made of stone you see there are certain parts of the stone that have been knocked out and kind of replaced with wooden boards or just like really haphazard metal pipes um, you can hear uh, just the sounds of growling and barking like a bunch of dogs running around, presumably the gnolls, um, and you can see motion in between some of the holes here and there. There's lights, torchlight, lantern light coming from the, uh, the little holes. Um, within the, you can't really see into it, of course, but you can see above it, there are gnolls walking around. They have, um, you see there, 
Many of them hunched over. They have bows. Uh, there looks to be kind of like canopies and stands and bridges that sort of uh, connect the walls that other gnolls can stand on top of to scout out. And um, <clears throat> other than that, really, it's just, it sounds like a place that these creatures are just raucousing around. Um, you can't observe much from your... Uh, you're, you're about like 30, 40 feet away, so you can just see about that much. Okay. Um, 30 to 40 feet away. Do I see any obvious entrance? Not from your angle. There uh, are. Do, is there a hole in the wall? I might be able to pierce through some of the bricks that were knocked out. You can get closer if you'd like. I would. Okay, so are you going to go invisible or just keep stealthing? I'm just going to keep stealthing. So 33 is good enough for me. Yeah. Um, that that's probably fair. So a, a, as you start to get a little bit closer, you're again very lightly walking on the uh, dirt and wood chips of the ground. Um, you peer through two of the wooden planks, and um, you see dozens of gnolls just dancing around. Some are kind of hitting each other. Some are eating and drinking. There's torchlight flashing around. Um, <clears throat> There, uh, from what you can see in the center, there is a large stone pillar uh, that has doors, entrances to it that goes about um, <clears throat> uh, maybe 15 feet into the air, and you can see the wooden rickety canopies and bridges that attach that gnolls are walking along. Other than that, um, go ahead and make a perception check for me if you'd like. 19. Um, you see multiple bedrolls and tables here and there. You start to hear kind of a... noise off to your side. You move over a little bit to a different part of the wall, and through kind of a broken brick you can see, um, like kind of this is the base right here, and you're here, you move over to sort of the corner of it, and through one of the broken bricks you can see this large sort of very large blanket covering something that is making these noises. You can feel vibrations in your ribcage as it something's breathing under there. You see little tufts of fur sticking out and nothing else except for one paw, like a sort of dog paw that is about the size of a horse's head sticking out from it that is sort of <clears throat> twitching. Um, you're looking around, you don't see much in the way of secret entrance. Go ahead and make one more perception check for me uh, to see what you find around the base. Six. Um, there's a lot of foliage covering certain parts of the base, vines and ivy growing. Um, you don't see a secret entrance the only secret entrance you could assume would be the doors within the center pillar, but knowing what Markham said about cultists, cultists uh, going in and out, you're not sure whether that would be How a viable option. sheer are the walls? The walls are, um, I mean, they're built of very basic bricks, so anyone with like a decent amount of climbing experience could probably find some handholds and climb up them. They're a very... Someone with, say, five decks plus five dexterity? <laughs> yes. If you wanted to climb, you could. They're a varying height. First, I'm going to go in, I'm going to attempt to go invisible, okay, invisible with a 35. That works. Okay. 
So, whoop. And I'm going to climb up the wall with a 16. Okay. Uh, an acrobatics check would be that. Ooh, one sec. I accidentally misspelled that. Okay. Yes. 16. So, yep. Um, make another stealth check with advantage just to see if you don't like slip and break Slip some and die on that one. With advantage. Yeah. And the other one is 24. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. So you're like, you're, you're climbing up and your foot ooh, slips a little bit, but you manage to kind of tuck, yeah, tuck yourself in. It doesn't seem like the gnolls notice due to the sound coming up. And you peer over the wall. You see more of what you just saw earlier. A bunch of gnolls dancing around. Some regular hyenas as well, just running around um, uh, playing tug of war or games with the similar dog-like area. And Notably, it stinks. Yeah. It really, really stinks here. Is so this, this, this can stench. I see the front entrance from here? Um, the front entrance would be on the other side, which is not really in much of an entrance at all. It's more the of tower. just... Yeah, it, it really is just the tower. It seems to have some ladders on it. Um, and when as you see the tower, you see it stretches higher than the other... Um, than the other uh, walls. The walls are eight to 11 feet, towers 15 feet. The bridges connect to the sides of the wall. So you assume that Knowles might be able to climb up over the wall onto the bridge and get in, or perhaps go out via the same thing. And the, the tower has several handholds as well as pieces of wood here and there that look to be makeshift ladders. Can I just kind of mentally check where the guards are? On yeah. the tower. So, along with, if you had to try to count, you'd see somewhere between um, probably 12 and 17 gnolls total. Okay. It's hard to count, but you think somewhere on that number, as well as probably half a dozen hyenas. Um, there's one big knoll that's kind of like barking around at everybody, it seems to be some kind of leader. And there are also four gnolls positioned with uh, short bows on the bridges, kind of just patrolling, searching throughout uh, the woods for anything. Okay. Um, unless I can cast a late fireball. <laughs> no, the, the whole place... The I whole, am satisfied. The whole courtyard is... Um, <clears throat> Wait a minute. One second. You can't can actually cast. I can't. Oh. I can't. I'm checking something else. How long would you say my soul knife lasts? Uh, I think it's a. Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, if I were to say throw it, how long would it exist in this material plane? Um, I think it disappears after hitting an object, and it leaves nothing behind. Okay, but what if I wanted it to stay there? Like, just have oh, it kind of, like, stick energy, into yeah. a wall. Um, it, it's just, the way it works, I, I have it right in front of me right here, it says the blade vanishes immediately after it hits or misses a target and leaves no mark on it. Okay, so then how does that work with the teleportation ability lower on that page? I think it's kind of just like Ender Pearls in Minecraft, where you throw it, and it, it teleports you there, and then it vanishes. Okay. Would you, okay, so, like, would you be able to, like, use it to, like, scale a wall? It's a psychic blade. It doesn't really have a physical form. It doesn't form. have a physical form. Okay. okay. Um, so then, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave a penny on the wall and then jump oh, down. Just like, 
a copper. Okay, you just like put a little copper piece on the wall. Yep. So and dive off. <laughs> you swan dive away stealthily into a, a bush. Into a bush. Into a bush. Okay. quiet leaves. <laughs> so uh, unless there's anything else to do, we'll say you meet up with them like early the next day. It's like morning. They're just kind of getting up, and you have had no sleep the last like 36 hours. Good morning, everyone. So, uh, what do you guys want to do? I'll say you kind of meet up again. I'm just going to relay all this information to the captain. Then you collapse. You want to you go back to Markham? Yeah. Okay, so you guys all, unless Tex and Victor want to do anything else. No, no. Um, I can teleport us in. Two of us. I can teleport the last okay. one. So so we'll say you're all uh, now in Markham's house. You relay all the information that I told you back to Markham. So, as far as you know, there wasn't any kind of secret entrance except for maybe the tower. Not that I could tell. No secret entrance into the base, but like you said, you didn't want me going in, so I cannot find any right. other secret exits from inside. We might have to do more investigating if we are to go there, but it's worth knowing that it's very well guarded, so we'd have to be pretty careful. So, here's my plan of action. Here's what I thought of. What if one of or two of us pretends to be some kind of convict, maybe a prisoner or escaped uh, I'm a notorious person. actor, monsieur. Let me, let me continue. <coughs> one or more of us pretends to be a, a convict and the rest of us uh, pretend to be cultists or just members of some kind um, who have brought this person back and are trying to take them to whatever prison or maybe uh, containment chamber they're supposed to be in. How do we know that they are taking prisoners there? That's the thing. That's the flaw in the reasoning. I don't know if they take prisoners. We have to assume that either maybe this person is someone we caught super snooping outside or wasn't supposed to be there. Um, I doubt we could dress any of you up like a demon. I think that would be beyond us, but I think it would potentially work. If you have any other ideas, I'm willing to listen. This is just I could purposely be discovered and taken into the base and see what I can see and then teleport out. But we need to be... I don't want... That would raise more lines than what they're just sneaking. As well, I think, first of all, if we're going in here, I'm joining you. That's... Well, I can... I love stealthing around a facility full of demons with a fat middle-aged captain. Look, I I can just... I can get... Excuse me. You're excused. I'll have you know I'm pretty good at stealth. We shall see. I can get... He's not some fat, of the by cultists. The way. I'm just I can get some of the cultists to give us their robes, and then what are we gonna? Get. But then what are we gonna do when they have no robes? I, I can feel like tell them to go away after. While we get be, three of them. While get it may be messy, listen. While it may be messier, I agree that I think it's easier to just off them and take their equipment. What if your magic fails as well? It's worth noting that. It's easier, I, mean, I think, to just do things with our hands, disguise ourselves, and go in as a group. I have a, uh, I've been thinking a little bit about some spells. Um, I will not be participating in the disguise. I will be invisible following you all. Do uh, either of you have a, uh, 
There's a bird outside. Apologies for the noise. That's what it is. Do either of you have a, uh, like a gaseous form spell or something like that? I cannot remember what it is called. No. No. Okay. Despite my visibility changing, my atomic form does not. So, unfortunately, it will be very difficult to get in there. Um, I agree with the disguise idea, but again, we don't know if they are actually taking prisoners there. What if we... Um, it is going to be a lot easier to get one person in than it is to get four. But it's a lot so I can safe. just turn us invisible? But, no, but give me a second. How many people can you turn invisible? I can probably turn two people invisible. And I don't need to be turned invisible. So, we have a way of teleportation. Or, we can have one person supposedly get caught, and then one person you could lead... Um, I, I think Tex should be the one getting caught, quote-unquote. Because if things go awry, we need you to be able well, to te- you can bash heads. heads. Exactly. We need you to be able to bash heads at a moment's notice. That's um, fair. But here is I think that um what's the captain say? Markham. Markham. What what Markham Roland. That's his name. Yes. Ah, Markham, you I think you should lead um we can just take out one cultist, take their robes, and you can lead um Tex in. And then the two of us can follow behind invisible. That seems fair. Although there is still the process of getting into the base without the gnolls noticing us. I... I can enchant any gnolls that we come across. But that is a lot of gnolls. That's a lot of gnolls from what Oro told us. Why would they... Well, is there an issue Why would they be suspicious? Transporting a well, I... I can't They're not rely. very smart. No, but I don't want to rely smart. on trying to fool a gnoll. May I... Uh, I think they're too stupid to understand that we're part of whatever's under there, they're probably just going to kill us all So should I create some sort of distraction that takes them away from the area? That would probably be helpful if we could find the secret entrance. Okay. Then Dex and I could run in and could follow us. Something. Yeah. Um, we have made very much use of uh, the teleportation circles. Would it, how difficult would it be to have one person sneak in, place it in a convenient location, Oh, very and just easy. And just have easy? all of us. Was do, that I need, do I need to know any magic to draw the circle, or do I just need to show up and draw a circle? And Generally, draw? I say a spellcaster has to be the one to draw it, because someone like Victor is familiar with spellcasting runes. He could train you, but it would take time. Yeah, that's Shit. not really an option. I see. Well, never mind that. Um, I like the idea of me bringing you in and you two sneaking in. All we I have to do is get past the gnolls and then hopefully whatever's inside. Well, okay, well, the two of us can create a distraction. Me and <coughs> can create a distraction somehow. What did you see? Did you see anything valuable in there? That if we caused a ruckus? Nothing valuable. However, there was a particular beastie sleeping under a blanket. If that blanket were to, say, catch fire, it would certainly create That's a hubbub. That seems... Mm, walking on the edge. We don't know what could be sleeping under there. It could well, then it. I'll just make sure that the fire kills it. Or you said that the, you what if seen... we were to just make the sound of a 
an animal nearby, maybe a, a pig stuck in a trap or something. <sighs> All of them would go. Land. And we need to draw I think we should blow it up. a few knolls away. I think we should blow up wherever that monster there is. There is no disguise better than pandemonium. A good explosion. Though you had said that the, you had seen people entering, correct? I have, yes. So, so why not just enter there? Well, I don't know exactly where they've come from. I have or if there's a code or something to enter. Here's, here, here's my proposal. What if we stake out the area, wait until some cultists leave, be aware of where they come from, off them, take their clothing, then you cause a distraction and we all head in. Yeah. Love it. That perfect, perfect plan. That's you. Exactly what I was kind of picturing, yeah. Only that. Just in order. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Brilliant plan, monsieur. So, in that case, we should probably head out. Alright. We should I probably head out as soon as we can. I agree. Okay. I'll, I'll notify. <laughs> <laughs> I'll notify the guards, tell them what they need to know. You start heading there, I'll meet you there. Bring what I need, you bring what you need, and be ready. All right. May Ixoknaru smile upon us. So are we gonna get a rest? Are we gonna get a rest before? Uh, well, you've already long rested. Yeah. Or he's more so. Technically, Oro has not, but good news is L's long rest for four hours instead of eight. Yeah, so our long rest. So we're just going on the way there? We're going there. Yeah, so we'll say you I'm guys. I'm just gonna hop in my portable hole for a long rest and then have one. <laughs> it has ten minutes me. of air. That's fine. I'm just you're, opening you're, every your ten head's minutes. Just sticking out of it. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a straw poke. <laughs> right, of course. So, um, yeah, we'll say that you guys start on your way. Um, Markham, before you guys leave, you see Markham. He's kind of like talking to Stella, and he's. I promise I'll come back. Just. You know, he, he just kind of shares some words with her, and she then I blow her up. He no, no, no. Yeah, she, she just splashed <laughs> on the dog. No, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like I thought you guys would like the dog. I thought you that, right? <laughs> just telekinesis, squeeze it. No, <laughs> oh, just stop, stop, stop it, so stop cute. it. Like no. create a force field no, bubble. No, stop. Or that I, I like the dog. It compresses it. I'm thinking of Ayn from Cowboy Bebop. No, tiny Ayn, and he's just like teleporting around. Oh, but as well, you see, uh, Markham he um, grabs a warhammer from his uh, his a closet and tucks into his belt. Best of luck to you. We'll meet you there. And uh, you guys hitch up. Is there anything you guys want to grab or need before you head out on your way? I think that War and Peace by Sun Tzu. <laughs> Sun Tzu didn't write that book. <laughs> Wrong book. Art of War. <laughs> I was gonna I say need to pick up a copy of Art of War. <laughs> Just brush up on my military tactics. No, go. Um, well, I there is one interesting interesting thing that happens on your way there. Um, you guys are, <clears throat> we'll say that uh, you know, Oro and Victor, you're kind of readying yourselves. Tex, you're walking on the street, and all of a sudden, you hear this uh, this noise of help! Someone help me! And you turn to the right, and you see in an alleyway. There is um, a, a woman, like a, uh, in, in a, <clears throat> a dress who is kind of like being held by this, this beefy looking ruffian, kind of this guy with a scraggly beard and he's got a knife in one hand, he's just, hand over the goods lady. No, please, no, don't hurt me. 
Um, Did any of the rest of us notice this, or are we just you two like are not big vibing? I, I'm saying you two are not with her. She's encountering this individually, and okay. it's yeah, a few people like, are turning is the look. This like before we get together, like, like oh, we all can. We yeah, this is together. before. This is while you're getting ready. You're okay. kind of just happen to be there, and uh, a few people kind of turn to look, and you're again, you you're looking here, uh, and you kind of see this going on. Okay. Um, hand it over. Hand it over, Percy. No. I just start, uh... Hmm... Dead do I sprint to get I... him with a spear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. This is the lady in front. Uh, and I'm not great enough at dexterity to just, like, one-shot him. Um... Man, if only there was someone with dexterity. Exactly. Um... You know, okay, I'll... Can I have you make an insight check for me? Sure. Uh... Plus... T- ten. Um, okay, yeah. Th- this appears to be a, a mugging. Okay. I have a feeling it's not a mugging. Um, well, that's what it appears to be. That's what it appears to be. You roll a 10 on your inside check. What do you want me to say? Alright, um... Uh, yeah, I think Tex, like, with the distance, and she doesn't just want to, like... It's about 10 feet away. Alright, yeah, Tex just, like, puts a, a hand on her sword. Um, just, like... Uh, sorry, I wanted to think that. And he, he kind of like turns to the woman, looks straight to you, and they both like... Look, you back away, or she's gonna get it! Alright? No! Please! Stay! Don't let him hurt me! Just leave Just walk away! Um, I'm going to, uh, uh, I start to draw my sword, and like, uh, it, like I sort of, like as I'm drawing it, I f- like flick, and it catches fire, and it's, uh, yeah, uh, just... what's it called, in the, um, scabbard. in the scabbard. Uh, I'm gonna make an intimidation check. Oh yeah, go ahead, roll. You just like flash the blade a little bit, and then yeah, a little bit more. And as you're drawing it, it like sparks and lights on fire. Uh, that's going to be a twenty-six. All right, so yeah, he Back immediately off. punk. He 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 he's like, and he you see genuine before he seemed like kind of really handing it up. You see genuine fear as he like drops the knife. And, Whoa, okay, all right, all right, no, you. Alright, fine, but... If you don't want to taste this blade, come with me. Uh, they, again, kind of look at each other. The woman and him. Um, Alright, but my, my boards are gonna come after you if you do anything to me. And he kind of, like, Text smiles. evilly slinks towards you. And the woman just kind of, Thank you so much, miss! I, I, I don't know what I would have done without you! You'll come with me as well. Um, We need to sort this out with the guard. Uh... Just the uh, very well, and she starts following you, and then all of a sudden, um, so they're they're talking, uh, they're following you, and they're they're both kind of looking at each other. She has a shoe knife. Yeah, so, so, so I have I have the one dude that was holding her hostage. Yeah. I have him like, like his arm behind his back. Yeah, and I'm dragging him to the. Uh, well, as you're starting to leave the alleyway, mm-hmm. you hear behind you, bravo, bravo, and this man steps out from behind a barrel that you. Didn't see him behind before. Uh, it's a very short man, very skinny. He's wearing kind of a um, he's wearing a a cap of sorts, kind of a flat cap. He's got a, a mustache and goatee. He has a few pieces of paper in his hands, and he's just like, "That was, I, I, I I'm sorry." And the, you, the two, the two. Part of this? Uh, yes, I, I, I'm sorry if we caused you any harm. This was um, this was a play, madam, and the two. Uh, the woman and the man just kind of like, yeah, can, can you let go of my arm, please? Yeah. I, 
The information you give us. It's a fake knife. Go look at it. Let me see the paper. Oh no, he, uh, the man. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Um, and he shows you, and it's a script. It is a play script. And uh, behind you, you hear, hey, and you, you turn around and you see this guy who has like a sword in his hand and some like uh, you can tell ornamental uh, plate armor. And he, hey, did I miss anything? He's the the man with the the mustache who's yelling with the cap. Hold on a minute, Bron. Who are you? Where did you learn your skills, madam? Uh, the church. Seventy years of battle. My goodness gracious! I. And at this, at this point, I let him go. Yeah, no, you they let him go, and he kind of like. Oh, and the woman is kind of like uh, she opens a pocket mirror and starts checking her makeup. <laughs> um, uh, Bron, the guy, uh, the cat guy, talks to the other knight, so to speak. Could you give me a minute with this uh, woman, please? But I just got here. I, please, Bron, give me a moment with milady. He's like, I was this close to just shooting this dude in the face. He like, <laughs> he like storms off. You're that close to get decapitating an actor. Madam, and he like takes your hand. That was the most convincing and just intimidating performance I had ever seen from an actor before. That was incredible. Two things. Uh, one, it was genuine. I was uh, going to take him to the prison. Uh, and two, but that is what it means to be an actor, is it not? To live in the role that you are in. You're, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this is, this is Texas moment. Listen, madam, madam, I... The, this is part of a play called The Squire's Countenance. It is about love and danger and learning to be a real person. I see. The man you saw with the sword earlier, named Bron, mm-hmm. he is a good actor, no discredit to him, but what I saw from you, I have never seen such conviction in your eyes before. It would be my honor to see more of what you have in store, and perhaps to be a part of the squire's countenance, at least for a bit. The offer flatters me, um, but I am very much about to go into very real battle. Uh, and but so please, could you perhaps take that as inspiration for the the, count, the, the, the complicated story of the squares countenance about the, uh, the, 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 the complex, the complexity between Love the it. lust for battle and the lust for a woman, the, the split in one's heart for a sword or a woman, the love for battle, the love for a person, the, uh, we need something like that, that is real. Okay, how much time is there until we meet up? This feels like a Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of actually what I drew it from. Uh, probably like 30 minutes uh, until you guys agreed. Okay. I'll say. Uh, text goes, alright, um, tell you what, uh, I unfortunately do not have the time right now. But, if you know how to operate one of these, because I'm giving these out the band of okay? and I hand her, or hand me one of the sounds. Ah, what is this? Uh, it is something that you, uh, I imagine, end up using sometime in the future. Uh, they are very useful. Um, and she activates it on her end, and then her speech... Oh, I see! Some form of communication, so I can contact you in the future! That is correct. Oh, thank you. Madame, 
You have reinstated my my passion for this project. I will begin rewriting the script immediately. Thank you for walking into my life. And he like kisses your hand and then starts walking away and come 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 please we need to start we have some lift away and he brings the others with him. Okay. Uh Tex just stands there like dumbfounded yeah. for a little bit before just like alright uh <clears throat> And then walks back, continues walking towards where she was going. Okay. Um, we'll say that you guys hitch up. Unless there's anything else you want to do, you will start heading towards the base. It is about early midday by this point. So, I need to go pee again because I drank a lot of water. Uh, <laughs> do your roleplay thing for like 30 seconds. No. But, 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 uh, you just but, hear text say, like, I probably should have just told them no. Don't be wise. You don't. Do you know what I'm talking about? I should have. Kill that puppy. Kill that dog. <laughs> um, I have a shadow blade, but there's also mm-hmm. a flame blade. I see. And they're virtually the same, except the shadow blade is kind of cooler because I get it. I can. It's more powerful in the dark. I see. Is when it's like the other one more powerful when your pants are on fire? Mm, maybe. Oh, but it. I've never lied. Okay, let me see. Shadow blade. Shadow blade. You see, uh, uh, Ezra lighting. Uh, I know what I want to do. All right. Well, I'm back. I want to roll the die. Oh boy. All right. You go ahead and roll the d20. Please don't roll on that 20. 18. 18. I'm just gonna put it back in the pouch. <laughs> just spell attack bonus and spell save DC increased by 2 for 1 hour. Let's go! <laughs> Why can't it, that have been me? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly Bro, what I'm thinking. Fireballs. Literally, no, literally uh, it would be impossible for my attacks not to succeed. This fireball about to hit different. <laughs> you, you, you feel like you just get this feeling. If you could cast Your spells, just tingle a little bit more. If you could cast spells, it'd be awesome. It'd be so cool. But um, you anyways. feel magic tingle inside of you, but you have no idea how. You to have use no it. idea what it does. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> in the way that you're traveling to uh, this base, um, you start to, you know, I, I'll say you're fairly into your travel text. Um, you're probably on the head of the group, and you feel kind of a, a little ache in your wrist. Uh, you pull back your armor to look. You see that um, something is on your wrist. It's a little sort of inscription. Hmm. Uh, it's not burned necessarily, but it's marked. Yes, it uh, there are a there's a small pair of letters on your hand in celestial hmm. that read despair, and Around your wrist is a very thin golden thread attached to a curved sewing needle that's just kind of appeared on your wrist. It's not piercing your skin, but it's like wrapped around. It's a stand. Like a small bracelet. <laughs> the stand user. <laughs> so none of, none of the other two have noticed this. It was just kind of a little dull ache when you looked and you see it there. That is not good. Did you say something? No. You you get a you just have kind of this feeling in the back of your mind like you know who this is from. Just kind of like 
That's for that's something. And so are we are we actually walking or are we riding? You're on your horses. Okay. You're riding. Um unless you wanted to walk. No, I think we yeah. Um Tex is going to uh since you're able to sort of like uh, like with your feet still in the um stirrups. The stirrups, you're able to sort of lay down, right? Yeah, you can kinda of lay back. Alright. Uh Tex will lay back and close her eyes and just like let <clears throat> her horse follow theirs. Okay. Uh, and she's gonna use that to communicate with Tex. What is this? It, <laughs> you keep saying Tex, yeah. Yeah, so Tex just kind Tex of like. Will communicate with Tex. <laughs> Hi. How's it going, Tex? Yeah, Tex just kind of like falls asleep in her horse. Um, you you guys kind of take it as just like taking a nap because it is very late at night right now. Um, and you, after a few moments of. Uh, Focusing, you you find yourself in the empty area that you're mm-hmm. often in, kind of just like a, a world of white where you have footing, but you don't see Istis anywhere. Uh, Weaver? Uh, Goddess Istis? Uh, right hello? There, right here. And you turn around and she's standing behind you. Same uh, kind of sage appearance, long white hair, um, aged look, and uh, silvery robes. And she's kind of uh, looking down at the ground a bit, solemn. I, um, this is uh, a little more puzzling than I usually get. Uh, could I get, uh, could I get something? I... What is that for me to find out? She, you're pretty good at reading people. You've started to despite uh, my insight. Yeah, no, your, your insight's not very good, but you you've just learned uh, how to kind of read people, mm-hmm. and uh, you see that she is distraught. Mm-hmm. She just kind of looks very. Um, <clears throat> she just kind of looks very solemn, like unsure of how to say things. Tex, I think, interprets this the wrong way with one of the last interactions they've had. Yeah. Uh, and she kneels down and she's like, is, this, is it something that I've done before? No, no, not at all. <sighs> I wish I did not have to explain this. And really, I, I can't due to the circumstances, but... I... foresee threads in my weaving. I am not the maker of threads, but I am able to tell what they may produce. And what I have foreseen heralds, for lack of a better term, Woe tidings. I see. I... And she just kind of closes her eyes. She... She looks really... This is like one of the first times you've seen genuine emotion mm-hmm. other than kind of just neutrality on her face. In some ways, I... I wish for you to proceed. Mm-hmm. Hoping that these visions are false and that you will prevail of your own volition in others. I wish to halt you entirely and prevent you from from doom. I 
what you are not aware of is there came many champions before you. You are not the first of champions of Istis and these chant no <laughs> no it's not like my hero actor. also not to a con but I texted now just yeah I I get a little things mixed up no you get <clears throat> they have spawned back for hundreds of years and mm-hmm. some of them have lived out very long lives yes but especially due to recent times Many of them saw bitter, violent ends at the hands of something that they could not control. Yes. And it is not just you. Some of it has to do with your past. Some of it has to do with the people you ally yourself with and their uncertainties. And some of it, I cannot say. Mm-hmm. I do not want to lose you. No. And I... I do not know if I will or will not based on what I have seen and what I can tell you. I'm unable to choose how best to lead you. And thus, under these circumstances, you must lead yourself. Tex takes a step towards this. this, And you know as well as I that fate is neutral. It it brings everyone down or everyone up, regardless of whether they deserve it or not. And so if if fate would have it, as sad as this is to say, that I should go down. I do not mean you more hard to pick. I mean, but just remember that this is something that happens. Yeah. That is my that is my struggle. I am very aware that fate is not controllable. Fate is what it is. It is just that I can hardly believe I am admitting this, but for the first time I do not want to listen to fate. I do not wish for you to go. Well, it is... I know you will anyways. Even though it is against my better judgment. And the machinations you may find there will test you. Mm-hmm. Know this. Yes. I did not want to speak with you about this because I wasn't sure how to put it into words, but what I have given you may be a second chance. If under all scenarios, the light leaves everything, fate deals you a terrible hand and you are at your very end, or under any other similar circumstance, you will know what to do. Fate, at least from what I know, 
will grant you a second chance. How good of a chance that will be, I have no way to predict. It may only be a tiny window of possibility, but it is something. Because I know that you are strong and you are capable and you deserve a second chance if this world is to bring you to its end. And that is all I can do. I wish... I wish there were more. This, this, this is more than enough. I... I thank you again and again. You've done so much for me. I will think of you as the Bible goes on and text sort of like... It, she, she looks for like confirmation before she does it, but she puts her hand on like the cheek of Estes. Mm -hmm. um, and just goes, I will... I will fight my hardest to stay alive and to keep my comrades alive and I will keep you in my mind for the entire time. Do not know that I will go down without a fight. I will go down screaming and kicking if I have to. I'm sure you will. Just be careful and watch out for Victor. That is all I can say. And she, that, that kind of cryptic message leaves you wanting to say more, but she kind of takes a step back before you can speak and sort of fades away, leaving you to stand in the midst of this empty space. Yes, my weaver. And text powers. Is this more like mistus? <laughs> what? More like, is what? this more like pistus? What? what? <laughs> wow. That's all I was saying. You want to say that's a text, you'll get a fist in the face. <laughs> back knuckle. But yeah, and then you awake It's just more like crisp nuts. Anyway, you wake up back in the saddle. <laughs> um, with uh, a bit of worry on your mind, but nothing else you can do now. Yeah, text looks back at both of them. Guess he's best. Yeah, no, from your perspective, text like, fell asleep in the saddle for about three minutes and then just woke up. Guess he's best. What's going on? Uh, Iron the, deficiency, I assume. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Stroked you know, out. You know, let's go with that. I, uh, when you stand up too fast. <laughs> I need to get a better diet. So, uh, <clears throat> you guys near the base. Um, as you get to the river, actually, you hear who's behind you and, Hey, wait up! Shit, it Turn and see Markham behind you. Keep your voice down. <laughs> we do not know who are in these woods with us. It's fine. Trust me. Nothing can hear us with the racket coming from them. You see, um, he is wearing a... He, he has the Warhammer that you saw earlier strapped to his waist, and he's wearing a uh, suit of studded leather armor. Um, kind of a cuirass and some uh, thick leather plates strapped around his body. Um... So, uh, it kind of slows the source to a trot. Anything notable yet, or...? No. no. Not yet. Alright, well... Just iron deficiency. Uh, okay. Let's stake out this place and see what we can find. So, you all ride up, uh, I assume, close to the, the good old base. Yeah! Well, I'm gonna have you all make a stealth check. No. 
Press the digitate. Yeah. Yeah. Press the digitation. Could you make my armor look uh like like a dark steel to sort of go with the vibe? Can press the digitation do that? You can change colors. Change colors and stuff a bit. Um I don't know. Let me look at press the digitation. That's a very creative idea. I like that. Thank you. But let me just see. Um, God, I'm getting it. Vibe tools gives me ads all the time. <laughs> what am I rolling for? Stealth. Stealth. Yes. I assist him. Well, no, I'm gonna be the one. I assist her. I'm the one. Twenty-one. 21. Plate armor. This is how you navigate between the shadows. Oh, Can I give her my see. cloak? No, it needs attunement. No. Damn. Um. A tunic, more like a tunic. A color, I guess. A tunic. A tunic. I, I guess I would allow you to make her armor look black, which would grant you a, uh, I'll say, plus three bonus to your stealth. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Not direct message, but a bonus. I assist. Uh, in stealth. How do you assist her in stealth? I teach. I give her some quick pointers about how to move. He holds from her by the hips. Shadow. I give a few like streaks of paint to break up face. You know. Just let her know the kind of like ins and outs of roll with a plus visible. four. All right. <laughs> yeah. This which, is which, my... still, which is still minus one because of your dex. That is true. Yes. This is my. Uh, and then uh, uh, well, we get okay. So. Yeah. So it'd be plus seven then. So it's a plus three bonus from or plus five and then minus one so it's four and then plus the four that so I got. So plus eight, eight, I guess. Yeah. Alright. 22? Oh yeah! Alright, well, um, Markham got a 9, but I'll say because of how well, uh, you rolled, so you, you see he's kind of, um, Jesus. And he trips. Trips. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, he just, of, like, trips and they discover him and he just I dies. Like, I see him attempting and I just, just like, <laughs> I just put down the hole and I point and I say, get in. No, 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 so what, so I'll, I'll say, like, Markham, he kind of, like, gets down and he, like, um, you see he kind of trips over a rock and uh, you hear like, like a crack in his back and Tex, you like grab the back of his collar before he falls down and he <clears throat> thinks Of course. Uh, his body isn't what it used to be. <clears throat> okay. We haven't figured out the that yet. So, uh, you guys all approach the null base within about 40 feet like Aura was before. Yep. And I'm gonna uh, go up to the wall where I left my coin. <laughs> okay, you grab the copper. No, I don't wait, grab wait, it. Is the copper still okay. there? Um, well, hang on. First, Markham is going to kind of huddle up. So, you all should probably spread out to different points so we can cover as much ground as possible. If anyone sees something, don't engage, but we need some kind of signal. So, aren't we trying to kill them to take their cloak? Well, first we have to we, so we have to be stealthy and wait for them. To we only require one cloak. Yes. To figure out where leave. I don't know how many are going to exit, but we need to at least um, stake things out. Um, All right. So, but there's yeah. such a situation where what kind of signal should we have? So Cacaw! Or because we forgot it. Uh, and the text just like pulls out the stone. The sending again. stone. Like, I, I gave you one for a reason. Oh, right. I know it's new. It's you know, new thing technology. Okay, so if you see something, say something. Yes, thank you, school director. 
So, we'll say that all of you kind of uh, fan out to cover corners of the base. 59 to go invisible. Okay. You, you invisible. That's a high roll. I'm gonna roll to walk to a different side of the base. Okay, yeah, stealth check, I guess. Alright, I got a 23. Okay, you're stealthed. <laughs> <laughs> As you were before. <laughs> no, I rolled a Dion. That's so dumb. <laughs> Why? Wait. <laughs> Why did you roll a D100? <laughs> okay, I climbed the wall. You, you rolled a D100. Right. Yeah, your copper coin is gone. Dang it! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I go to, I guess, like, the one corner that isn't occupied. Yeah. Okay. So, for the first hour, can I have one of you roll a d20? Yeah, I got you. Seven. Alright, you wait for the first hour. Nothing. Nothing happens. And then seven people come. <laughs> seven. Thirteen. Second hour, you roll a thirteen. Okay, can I have you roll one d4? Does that count? Or do I roll? roll actually, roll it. <laughs> Two. Two. Okay, so uh, you've been waiting here for about an hour and a half. You're kind of, uh, your legs are a little sore from sitting and crouching. Um, uh, Tex, you see Markham take like a piece of dried jerky out of his uh, uh, his pocket and eat it. Um, and then, can I have you all roll a perception check, please? 20. No, we're also that. Natural. First total of 12. Um, investigation? Perception. A perception for a total of 24. 24? What did you get, Tex? 18. Okay. 12. 12. Okay. So, Oro, you notice that, um, uh, so you're, we'll say, if we were to take north as the general direction, you are oriented on the northeast corner. You're watching over that area. Okay. And around, like, in front of the northeast corner, um, you see some of the foliage start to move, and you're like, oh, it's an animal. But then it swings up, and you see there's a small trap door hidden underneath some branches. Um, and you see... <clears throat> you don't see anything come out of it, though. But after about 30 seconds, it closes again. Okay. I grab the sending stone, and I hold it real close to my mouth and whisper in... Okay. What about the cultists? Are they there? No cultists yet. How did you find it then? I was sitting on the wall. Foliage swung up. There's a trapdoor underneath. And no one came out? No one came out or went in. It could be the cultists. Actually, actually, hold on a minute. They're invincible! Continue, continue. Invincible, <laughs> yeah. The foliage <laughs> just swung open and. Wow. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, a dry twig breaks under seemingly nothing. Oh, under the exit. Oh. He, oh my god, they rolled with advantage and got a one and a two. Zutalo, <laughs> the cultists, they are invisible. How do we find them? That will make this harder. Well, that's the thing about being invisible. You don't I don't have them. reveal invisibility, but... Would I... Okay, if I, I saw a twig break under one of their feet. If I did detect magic, could I see their aura? You probably could. But you probably. Do, you're not sure where or what, but... No, yeah. Can you... Oro, can you follow them in any way? Do you know where they're going? 
don't know how well I can, how reliably I could follow an unknown number of invisible individuals. Ah, so they likely don't know where each other are, I would say. It's possible. It's unless they have something new. Um, yeah, I'm going to do my best to attempt to follow them. Okay, go ahead and make a perception check. I will roll stealth checks for them again. Bye. Invisibility is really just a state of mind. All right. <laughs> 20 not natural. Okay, so yeah, they still rolled like really average for their st- stealth okay. rolls. So um, yeah, as you're continuing by, you notice they're they're obviously invisible, and if wow. you know to to a group of gnolls, they're gone. But to someone with keen senses like you, you can see every so often some compressed leaves, and you can hear them moving along, and you notice like how some of the twigs and branches of the uh, low-hanging trees are moving in a way that is not natural by the wind. So, while you don't know exactly where they are, you can see that they're generally going that way. I can see the general path that they're taking. Yep. I'm gonna follow that. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a stealth check yourself. You're, Kill them. you're invisible, right? Yes. So, advantage. Not like they're fucking... Actually... <laughs> 30! <laughs> their, their passive perception is literally higher than your bonus to stealth, so... Or your your, your bonus stealth is higher, higher than their passive perception. Yeah, so, so you matter. you are gone. They 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 have no clue that this, you're there. This is how you really stealth, boys. And uh, they seem to be heading kind of west, and then they turn towards the uh, they turn towards the uh, east, towards the direction of Central Dale. Interesting. They're kind of just like slowly making their way through the forest. I'm gonna scry. I'm gonna pull out the sending stone a little bit and say the cultists are heading towards Central Dale. I don't know if I should follow them further. Kill them so we can get their robes and then... Off them or will that be too loud? I don't know how many of them there are, and they are still invisible. Does anyone have any form of magical detection? Is it it even remotely possible for me to tell how many of them there are? It's No, really, all you can tell is that there are footsteps. There could be five, there could be one. You don't know. I'm not sure if it would work, but... uh, You've Two seen of me us detect have magic. magical detection. What? <laughs> I'm not sure if it would work, but you've seen me detect magic, so... I've seen you detect magic. Yeah, you've yeah. seen him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I can detect magic. I'm saying as in, like... You're telling me you don't have photographic memory? <laughs> do you think that that would be able to work with someone invisible? Yes, but at this point, they're too far for you to catch up with Aura. I believe detect so? magic would be able to... What is the range of the technology? I think it's 60 feet. That's probably close. Are they within 60 feet? <laughs> They're not within... Well, let me take a minute. Just follow there. them. They're in the forest, like, leaving. It's, uh... 1,300 30 feet? Yeah. They're 30 okay. feet away? No, yeah. no, my oh. spell range is 30 feet. Damn. Tech magic says 30 feet. Uh, I mean, I could, I could really huff it, but uh, that might attract the attention. Hold your plate armor as you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no jangles. Um. Hmm. What about you, Victor? You said I could try. I could try and get them. They're starting to, to get. They're moving slowly, but they're starting to get further away. I it, could try to distract them. Do that. Uh, Can I just like toss a rock behind one of them? Oh, uh, you toss a okay. Uh, well, first I'm gonna like toss the rock at them. Duck behind a tree, and I'm just gonna toss a rock. Okay, you toss a rock and you hear like, and immediately they 
and they start sprinting. God damn it! <laughs> Sprint after them. All right, there. You can obviously tell where they are now. Can I tell roughly how many of them there are? Um, at least two. Okay. So you you can tell you can see they're cracking and uh, trying to run through because they think they're being pursued by something. Can I thwack one of the arrows and get sneak attack? Um, you probably won't get. Well, no, because you'll have straight roll because they're invisible as well. Okay. But you can still try to hit them. So you have advantage because you're invisible, but they're also invisible. So just straight roll towards one of them. I'm not gonna do that. Is your bow not high enough for that? Or? I'm not. Oh, it's just a short bow. Okay, but I have the feeling these dudes are just comics. Do what you want to do. And also, you'd be able to see what's going on. You can hear about 30 feet away uh, the sounds of uh, running footsteps through the foliage. Only 30 feet away? About 30 feet away, off to your left. Okay, I, uh, I look over there and start. Um, I'm getting closer to some sounds. Uh, give me a moment. So nice. Uh, and yeah, I start, like, I sort of like crouch. Okay, no, I am going to try and shoot one of them with my short. Okay, you make a stealth check, go ahead and make an attack roll. Um, that is 24 to hit. Definitely. Uh, that is, uh, 15. Okay, fair enough. You managed to kind of semi-stealthily move 11 out. damage. Okay, so you, you hit, you see it about, uh, 15 feet behind it, and then, uh, and then this big weight hits the, uh, hits the ground, and the bow is, the arrow is just kind of sticking in midair. I'm assuming since I shot him, the invisibility wears off. Um, yeah, after a few seconds, you see, uh, an invisibility kind of wear off. He is dead. Uh, the body of oh. a, uh, a dwarf. Shit. The, the body of a, uh, a sort of fat dwarf in brown robes, um, with an arrow out of his back. I would recommend, uh, what is the status? I've, there's I've still another. There's position. still another. There's more movement ahead right, of you. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try and get him right, too. Go again. Fourteen. That does it. Still. Hey. He's not wearing much armor. Six damage. All right. So you. Um. The bow does hit something, but uh, and then it uh, keeps moving along. Oh no, you don't. Um, Dex, you um. You can again. You're starting to move towards. You could create a magic weapon in freehand while attacking. And I'm gonna yeet that. <laughs> Alright, you're gonna throw your uh, sign knife? Sign knife. Go ahead and do that again. That's definitely gonna hit. That's a 16 with no modifier. Yup. And then. 8 damage. Alright, so your sign knife, you see it kind of like pass through, and you think, oh, it missed, but then. And uh, Gosh, it hits something. So the. Um, Invisibility again fades away and is a, a wood elf, um, also wearing robes. I have another robe fit for an elf. Did you get them? Where are they? I've got two of them. I'm not sure quite where we are. Are there any more? And no more that I could see. I'm going to remove the cloaks and place their bodies in my portable hole. Okay. You, um, the one with the dwarf is a little bit blood-stained from the uh, arrow, but you still manage to remove it, and the elven cloak, do you want to search their bodies at all? Uh, yeah, I'll give them a quick loot loot. Okay, investigation. Pat two, down. Two invest checks. Invest. Invest. Investigate their vests. Crypto. <laughs> so, that one is a 13. One of them has NFTs on them. No. Uh, so, one has just a kind of a, a flamberge pattern dagger on him. Nothing special about it, but it looks kind of cool. And um, the elf had that, as well as uh, 12 gold and 6 silver. Awesome. 
and uh, the dwarf had like a flask half full of something strong, alcoholic, as well as a similar uh, dagger and six gold. We have two of the same ceremonial daggers. I'm sensing a pattern. A pattern is emerging. I'm going to keep both those daggers, replacing my basic bitch one. (laughs) With the cool one. With the cooler one. No stat bonuses, but it's cool. And then I'm just going to shovel their bodies into the portal. Okay. (laughs) You stick them in, and now you have a dwarf-sized and an elf-sized cultist robes. Incredible. Epic. So, um, do you do you call around to meet up? And, and yeah, and then I'm gonna go back on the stone and say, I will be returning to my pouch momentarily. Alright, did you get what you need? I've got two robes, one for a dwarf and one for an elf. Alright. That should work. So, um, I guess you guys kind of reconvene uh, a little bit further away. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so, um... <clears throat> Uh, Markham kind of looks at the the robes. Well, the dwarf one won't fit me. The elf, maybe. Um, he kind of um, he takes off his uh, leather armor and like pulls on the uh, the elven. It's kind of tight on him, built for someone of a pretty slender build, but it seems to at least pass. It's a slimming robe. Yeah, well, as long as it doesn't split down the back, I guess it'll work. It'll have to work. There is an issue, though. Yep. Both cultists were invisible when leaving. Would then it make sense that cultists coming in would also be invisible? Who knows? Maybe they were just doing it to get out beyond the knolls. It's I mean, possible. But they would likely need to be invisible to get past the knolls, you know, and in. Okay, know, we'll continue on with our plan. Presumably they won't set things on fire every time they go in and out. You sure we can't just all turn invisible? I don't think we have enough of those. No. I can't do that. The only person I can turn invisible is myself. I can also pretty much only turn myself invisible. uh, The whole... How many people can fit in that? Well, you're going to have to share the room with two corpses, so... We could remove the corpses. You have another one. I that is true, yes. Okay, so I'm just gonna dump out the portable hole real quick, <laughs> get rid of the bodies. <laughs> Alright, you dump out to. Get rid <laughs> just of the like beside the castle. Yeah. Um, well, that's not unsettling at all. Alright, but yes, so we could. But yes. I suppose just forego the whole uh, sneak in option and just go with you through as the hole. Alright, All right. so you. Uh, who do you put in the hole? Him. Alright. Well, first, I take. Or, I take. Yeah. Texas hole. Yeah. I put Tex in that one. Okay. And then I put the other guy in mine. And mark him in Mark yours. him in the bloody one. <laughs> you better let me out of this. No promises. <laughs> Close it up. All right. Okay. Let's go. So, um, you guys are both going to turn invisible. Please make stealth jokes again. With advantage? Yes, because if you're invisible. 32. Nat 20. And an 83 to yeet up my cloak. Okay, so you both, like the night, like nothing before, you both slip in, you find yourself in the, um, in the trapdoor, and the trapdoor itself leads to sort of a long chute uh, with a ladder in it, so you both, I assume, climb down the ladder. Well, yeah. Um, you get beyond the... You, you close the trapdoor behind you, and 
the walls of this chute go from kind of dirt to rock and then eventually to sort of a, um, a uh, actually just more rock area. Um, it looks to be mostly carved out or man-made. Um, obviously not neatly man-made, but uh, it goes down for about uh, 10 feet before you get to a slanted kind of tunnel of rock. Um, and then that tunnel leads down to what appears to be a door. A wooden door. Well, only one way to go. The only thing, to, well, the only the thing to it is to do it. What'd you get? Twenty. Okay. Not that door's not locked. Oh, <laughs> you relock it. <laughs> you relock I lock it. it. Try to open it. Oh, okay. I lock it, and then I like test the handle, and I was like, damn. Right. Do you let Do you let Tex and Mark him out? Not yet. I just give him some air. Thanks. Are we in yet? Two more seconds, and then I open the door. Uh, well, as you just slowly, I'm just gonna like creak in, yeah. peek. You creak open the door, and that I think is where we're gonna end this session. So, next time we're here, we will pick up with uh, the group finding themselves within the cultist base. So, thank you all so very much for watching. And we will see you next time on Traveler's Tales! Megalvonia. <laughs> <laughs>